Welcome back to another episode of Boys and Lotter Podcast. My name is Ashe Sanchez with Samari Sanchez and Owen Burke. Episode 15, the What's John McGoda Show. And um, we are watching, I'll, I'll timestamp it, we are watching the Lakers and the Suns game. So, in three. Uh, I probably will be heading and heads out. He's going to be in and out. <laughs> we're going to make sure we're focused on this podcast, guys, give you guys the best show ever. Um... Fan questions. We're going to start off with some fan questions. Yes, also, I would like to talk about uh, the love that we've been getting. Thank you guys for all the love. Samari's going to do his fashion shit like he said he's going to do and he tweeted about. He's been talking about it. I'll make sure he gets it done. Owen's going to do another bonus here soon. I'll do another bonus when another major album comes out. If you haven't listened, uh, Owen has two bonuses out. He has one on the NBA playoffs and one on NFL grades. I have a bonus out on J. Cole's review. And then Samari's last bonus that he dropped was over shoes. Still out. Um, collect numbers on that. But until then, we'll get you guys more content to go out and uh, just whatever you guys need. We'll, we'll supply it. 
um, getting into these last couple of shows. Uh, after that, we plan to keep on doing the slate of just bonus, bonus, bonus until we do season two. But until then, let's start with the fan questions. Fan question one is going to be, has social media ruined the way we listen to music? And by by that is the way that it's consumed. So the commercial aspect of it, TikTok, or snippets as well. Do you think that it's uh, like ruined the way that we listen to music? Yes, definitely. Not just by the fact that it's, I mean, overplayed and undervalued. It's not really getting what it deserves a lot of the times. Um, it also is the fact that we get things in social media so high, high abundance, and, 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 and it's at a surplus amount. We don't really cherish what we got until it's six years down the road. And it's like you get things like views, for example. Like when it first came, when it first, it first came out, it was like, oh, this is cool, got a replay value. It's whatever. It's just a bunch of you know dance hits or whatever. And then now we're in twenty twenty one. It's like, dude, this shit is gold. Like right. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I I think, to me, it's a little... It depends on the person. Like, it definitely is starting to get that way, for sure. Um, To me, like, if you don't let TikTok and social media ruin it for you, it won't. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just... I don't know. It's different. Because, like, uh, Shicey just put out the deluxe edition of Shicey Season last week. And that first track, he had G Herbo on it. I'll switch it up. Like, a lot of people say that that was super played out on TikTok, especially Herbo's verse, verse obviously, because it was a TikTok trend. But, like, I, I, I've been banging that song all week. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. Even with it being super played, I feel like I still can listen to that song and just be truly enjoying it. I think, I think yeah. that's the thing, though. Like, I think the song has to. Because, like, okay, like, it's like a, like a, like a trailer to a movie. Mm-hmm. When they put the best parts of a movie or, like, a funny part in a movie, you look forward to that, but you still have all movies to look forward. Yeah. Right? But, like, I feel like with some of the music that we get nowadays with the rappers that, like, when they're doing snippets and stuff like that, it's like <coughs> they put so much of the snippet out. It's like you know what the movie is. You can get a minute. A song can be four to four to no longer. It's, no, it's barely no longer than four to, like, three minutes long. It's like three So if you drop a minute of it, of the intro... It's kind of like, damn, like I they heard dropped it. Herbo's almost his whole verse before. Yeah, yeah because it was like, the TikTok thing, and then you had... That's been a TikTok trend for weeks. Everybody was on yeah. the shicey thing itself. But I wouldn't even say that. Like, What made me mad was earlier this year when uh, Slime Language 2 dropped, mm. and Ski was in... Junk Thug dropped that Ski. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like it because everybody keeps... Like, everybody wants to do the ski challenge, and he started that up, and it, everybody did it. Like, Drake was on it. Everybody was on it. Yeah. So then it was just like, I, it's just, no. Like, so I think to a certain extent it does. I get happier for the songs that we don't hear snippets about than the ones that we do hear snippets about, to be real with you. Like, Cayman's Hall, just all the stuff that we don't hear, that it comes to the light, at least. When it, when it comes to snippets, like, a snippet on Twitter, I'm cool with, because it makes me look forward to the song. That makes me... Now, when a TikTok trend comes out of a snippet, that's where it, the issue comes in. I think. Yeah. Because like when a TikTok snip, or when a when a snippet of like Travis or Uzi hits Twitter or Drake, but it's, it's like, somebody who rarely I, does it. I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like I want when they rarely do it. I think I like people who rarely do it because Travis rarely gives us snippets. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Travis rarely gives us snippets. J Cole rarely gives us snippets. Uh, Drake's doing it a lot more. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I was like within the last two to three years. Kendrick does. Oh well, we don't even hear from him, so that's, Tyler, that's a given. 
don't do snippets yeah. no more. Tyler never gives us snippets. Like it's those artists I think that love their craft enough to like I'm not gonna give you a snippet. I'm gonna wait till you hear it yourself. Yeah. So it's covered to cover. So yeah, so it's covered to cover. You can listen yeah. to the music without going to because yeah, that's a great point. When you listen, when Sign Language came out, you went straight to Ski. You didn't listen to the whole album. You went straight to Ski. You went to go find the Drake song. And then somebody was, I think social media has ruined it all because, like, as we're listening to it in, like, a person that's like Samari, who might who might have not listened to the J. Cole album, right? We're all on Twitter, on music Twitter, talking about it. Samari hasn't listened. So Samari can't be on Twitter the night that J. Cole drops. Because everybody's tweeting about Cameron being on the intro, a little baby feature, talking about, you know, Moray's on there. Everybody's on there, but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it makes you have to, like, oh, I can't go on here tonight, da, 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 or I got to go mute this, just da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has ruined the way we listen to music. Yeah, it just, it, like I said, but if you're truly excited for what you're looking forward to, then I don't, like, you can... You can change it back to where it doesn't ruin it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's... I agree with you, but I don't at the same time. Like I said, we're watching this game. CP just busted this motherfucker Kyle Kuzma ass and then tried to help him up and then cussed him out when he was well, trying Ron, to help him up. Ron slapped his <laughs> hand off him. That's why. Yeah, yeah, tenacity. I love it. Whoa. CP3 just like bricked him. the yeah, so That's not like him. <laughs> yeah. So, the next question that we have came from a girl, and it was... Uh, A-Rod just came out with his new male makeup. Mm-hmm. So basically what he said, people are doing podcasts or on TVs a lot. Da, 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 da. So a lot of people that are in business, this, this, and that, they have to wear makeup for to hide like the blemishes and stuff like that whenever they're on TV. Would you guys wear male makeup by A-Rod if you were, I guess, in that statue? Um, Am I getting paid for it? No. Ooh. You buying it. You buying it and wearing it. Well, like, even if somebody put it on you, which I'm pretty sure you're going to have to. If if, if it's that kind of leisure to it, I guess. But, yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy it. Yeah. I ain't going to cover it. Because I don't have anything I'm trying to cover up, really. And on top of that, like, with me, like, half my face is covered by a beard anyway. So I was watching April. I'm not going to get the full use out of it. I watched April with Rap Life. (laughs) And, uh, like, they had talked about it. And he was like... Why did he go out the way to make a male makeup? If females have makeup, we could just use the female makeup. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? I really want to know. But like, girls, if you're hearing me, I want to know what's the difference between this makeup and what It might be, like, the consistency makeup. because, like, most men have larger sweat glands. Yeah, but uh, so uh, like, so like, yeah. The reality of it is the marketing. Yeah. Because at least, like, so say you're in the market for that stuff. And, like, you're really trying to, you got some blemishes you're trying to cover up. Like... At least if you're buying this, uh, there's certain people that are like, well, I might get clowned for wearing makeup, but like at least I ain't wearing girls' makeup. You know what I'm saying? Which is stupid. Like if you're if you're confident enough to be a guy and wear makeup right now, yeah, I don't who the fuck cares what anybody else has gotta say. You got more courage than half the people in this world do. Right. So so I mean like I would let people try it, you know, like if, if people were like, Well, we think it would look really good on you, let's try it out, see what it was. And if it worked, then I might keep going, you know what I'm saying? But it's not something that I'm seeking out to try. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually really... If it does wonders yeah, for yeah. me, you know, you know that's I have like, to. I got to dive up for that, too, because that's <laughs> a realistic point, because I ain't going to care. If it worked, then why not? Fuck yeah. it. So we're rolling through these pretty quick. We'll finish these out, and then we'll start doing the topics. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. Everybody ask for you guys to do the game. Shout out to my sister. Shout out to my little brother, Ooh. me and Samaris. Um, 
They they loved it. They they said that made their day. My little my little nephew was listening to it and he enjoyed it too. So we're gonna we're gonna do that again for the people. Um, where does oh I also also shouts out Cordell. Cordell? Cord- Cordell Cordell said he loved it as well. <laughs> uh, he said you had a point on the show last week that he really agreed with. Um, so yeah, shout out to about, you, Cordell. Yeah, but tap in with me. Let me know what she's talking about. Uh, where does the J. Cole album rank for you with <clears throat> the previous albums that he's dropped? And then what is your album of the year this year? And he told me to shout him out. So shout out my boy uh, Chandler Mixon. You know Chandler? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, Chandler, sir. this is this is Chandler's question. But, my boy out there in the 706 right now repping. So, boy, yeah. He's, he's big stepping out there. I mm-hmm. that, yeah. My boy was in Florida last week. Turned it up. Yeah, he's <laughs> Dave Charles, too. He's repping out there. That's all. So yeah, so we'll start with the J. Cole. Where does it rank with you with his previous albums? Second. Second? Yeah, in my opinion. Because I mean... Behind Born Center? Yeah. Okay. I'm still going to put Born Center first. Um, I don't know what y'all was talking about. I guess... Wait, is this like the album review as well? No, 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 no. Give your album review because you didn't get the Yeah, I ain't, we didn't talk about it. I made y'all stop. Well, we, we talked about it. Man, no, y'all nah. stop. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, I'm not going to talk about it because I just went track for track on it, but I'll let you guys do He it. went for the bonus, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that's ass. Well, anywho, I was going to say my little two cents worth, but uh, I don't, like, I was explaining to my guys. Um, I mean, my brother knows this. I've been like this since we've been growing up, but if there's like a specific, like an artist, I feel like that's the top tier, like, you know, your, your, your 3K, your Andre 3K, you know, your Drake's. Your Kendrick Lamar's, like Tyler Craters, there's somebody in that statue. I always wait about a week, maybe a week and a half, two weeks almost, because the first three days I'm off of social media. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want nobody trying to jade my personal opinion on it. So with this J. Cole project, I did the same thing and um, I listened to it earlier this week. It was raining. It's been really rainy out here, Midwest wise. It's been crazy. We've been getting to like a late ass spring. So. I was listening to it in the car driving, and I was just like, you know, it was immaculate. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely understand why he said he was so confident. I definitely understand why he delivered it the way he did. Because me personally, I feel as if he's going to drop again before the end of the year. Because of the way, be, not necessarily even an album, but I just feel like I, I think he'll drop a couple. I know he's going to have a couple features, but I think he'll have like either either a Dreamville. Something not necessarily like a full collab tape. I would, but like I know there's gonna be more music from him this year. I would kill for that. Like I know there is. Like he, like I just, I just feel it, bro. Because the way that he just came off and the deliverance was just so, you know what I'm saying? It was just one of a kind. So yeah, I'm definitely thinking that's gonna happen. But um, I would give it a ten. Like I mean, y'all said it was like an eight or nine, solidly. I would definitely give it a ten, just because of the way that. It was curated. I love the production versus the lyrics. It wasn't like overwhelming either way. Like it definitely layered itself together. As, I mean, it's a shit. I mean, he's a perfectionist, so I only expect the best from him. But um, I really think that over time, it's going to even get even more repay value. And I really think that the reason why I can't put it above Born Center was just really the way that he like did born center and then how it was in that time frame because like he was very too i mean yeah yeah but like there was a lot of shit going on at that time frame like yeah. like like wow i was surprised so, he didn't have more of like 
Like, uh, what's that song Lil Baby put out this last year? Bigger Picture? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't, like, oh, maybe I didn't, maybe I missed it. Yeah, yeah like, I got you. Well, like, man, track me, me um, on a bonus, I almost touched on it. Because I talked to, I talked to, uh, I talked to Elijah, and that was a great bonus, I'm not going to lie. But we were talking about it, and I was talking to him, I was like, like, you would think that with him getting called out by No Name Gypsy and her calling out Kendrick, her calling out Drake, yeah. her calling out him and him having a diss song and coming back to her, it wasn't really a diss. He was just trying to be like, you know, I'm trying to do it in a different way. Da, 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 da. You would think uh, the higher ups would have something to approach yeah. that. Yeah. Message. Yeah. Because the... And and don't get it twisted. Like, because he was out in the streets doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was out... Helping people out in his hometown and doing stuff and being an activist out there outside of his music. So I don't think he was sitting in his house not doing shit yeah. when all the BLM stuff was going down. He was out there doing stuff outside of it. I was shocked. Like, I wouldn't say shocked. I was surprised he didn't have a track. or Specific. like Yeah, or kind of like mix it in a lot more. For me, it's tough to put a list together because that's my favorite rapper. So bias comes into it. Because 2014 Four Sales Drive was when... I really, really like took a di- a deeper dive into his music, so that album is always going to be king to me, just because it's the one that got me into him. Yeah, um, it's definitely top three, and like I said, it's also hard for me to to try to put them in order, just because I I love them all so much. Like I love Kod and I love Four Your Eyes Only too, because a lot of, a lot of people hated Four Your Eyes Only. Like it has its purpose; it's a story album, and if you listen to it. Like, if you go into it, realize what it is, and then go back and listen to it again, realizing what it is, it's a great album. Yeah. But people people try to listen to it like it's supposed to be some, like, these are all hits. Like, they try to look at it like it's views, like yeah. it's all dance beats or something. I'm like, yeah. you have so, to realize what it is yeah. and listen to it, it for has that. A, it has a different kind of... It hits its purpose mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah. You so, have to listen to it. Like that's what, what I was going to say back, about the whole J. Cole, the new album, not to cut you off real quick, but, like, to touch on what you just said... I feel like he, like you said, he does it in a different way, but he did definitely speak on, like, the topic as a whole, and what we're talking about is just not necessarily police brutality, per se, specifically, but just, like, social justice as a whole. Yeah. He definitely came from a perspective of just, like, being a black man and having to go different routes, because, I mean, um, you know, there was a way that he presented it at first, like, you know, like, he said it himself, he had that song where he was like, he had to got the song from Eve. I was just listening to the shit, but I didn't think about it musically. But then he starts touching on like how it is, why he was, because he was so stressed and how he was doing it. To, yeah, yeah doing like the way he was that's talking, just yeah. that's just one perspective of being at his position that he's in, as True. opposed to I think it was right after that or no, no right before that when my life, if I'm not mistaken, is that the song? Mm-hmm. My life, yeah. And he was definitely speaking on like how society yeah. basically views him as a, okay, well, if you don't say something, Mr. Po- positivity, motherfucker, you better, like, you know what I'm saying? That's what we've already put you in, but at the same time, it's like, my life is my life. I'm doing this at a different angle. I can't come off like that because of what I do have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's almost like when people force you to do some shit, it's like, I gotta almost, you almost naturally just be like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that shit. Like, well, I forgot he put Snow on the Bluff out last year too. Yeah, that was that touched on it a lot too. That so. also touched, but it was also Probably like his response back to No Name. Yeah, which he was talking to her. Good. Yeah. yeah, that track was heat. Too. Um, so for me, 
I said that it's my second. I agree with Samari. Yeah. Uh, I I understand where you're coming from. Like I said, you were in the barbershop with me and the barber were talking about another yeah. guy. We love J. Cole because he's still into him. But I think in the album, in the grand scheme of things, when you're the top dog, we want to hear you talk your shit yeah. and come from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So Born Center and this album, we hear him come from different perspectives. We can hear you storytell. The last couple of albums you gave us storytelling albums. I when you first came in, you were taught you were storytelling. Yeah. You were raw, but you were storytelling. So yeah. the first two albums that I have is Born Center. Then I have this album because it's different. It's a different light. We're not used to seeing this light. From yeah. You. Then you go to the other ones and like okay, storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. Which is like I said, I'm not trying to take away from anything anything else he's done. It's just. I'm never going to be able to put together a good list just because I... It's biased, yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's just one of those things. Like, I can't Like I said before, like, if I could throw in, like, all his projects, I definitely would put, like, the Truly Yours series. Okay. Yeah. Friday Night Lights might be one for me at that point. Yeah. Because I... That takes yeah. from that takes I would say, though, I... Uh, <laughs> so I listened to him over again. Mario's a good try. Don't get me wrong. But my favorite two songs is Applying Pressure and the Punching the Clock. Those two back to back, just the rapping on his immaculate. Yeah. Uh, punching the Clock with the with Damian Lillard, the intro and the outro. I don't. I think that was um, I, like I sat here with Elijah and we actually listened to these songs like track for track, like lyric for lyric, bar for bar, and just talked about it. And that was really cool. And I think the bar that really stuck with me the most is the bar when he said, uh, "Hold on, where is it?" Um, why you find it that Amari opening, bro? The first ten seconds, just the, the auto tune and the. I feel like I floated to heaven. So this is my I favorite swear. part, where he said, "Ran in the club, ran in the crib, and played it off amongst my family. Nightmare scenes. The police finally apprehended me. Woke up screaming, seeing a devil with his hand on me. Still sport the scar on my arm where they branded me like a Q dog. My niggas mute off like a loud pack with their cracks, like a because they branded him yep. like." Bruh, I that I did not I did not notice yeah, that until I finally heard it and I was like damn like I'm really becoming a production guy so like I didn't notice that until like Elijah hit it and was like doing the like the alpha stuff yeah and I was like damn bro he put this song he really in three songs he put this album in three song series as well because I feel like like if you look down it's twelve tracks right yeah take the interlude out that's eleven tracks I feel like. The first four, I mean, the first three is three. The second three is three. The third three would be seven, eight, and ten. And then the last two is what he did to, to finish it off. That's how I feel like he and set then, it up. I also want to like, give him props for it. <laughs> he put Styles P on there. Yep. That was one of my things. But I didn't even notice. I looked at the... I looked at it earlier. My man really put, I'm so in love with you by Brief Encounter. Yeah. I did not even catch that. That is different. A throwback. I don't think nobody caught on to that. Yeah, so I had to look at it up myself to be real with you. I was like, why does it sound so? <laughs> Pride is the devil. The name coming from Lust of the Devil. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. So a lot of things. But like I said, Both. so I think Boss is also becoming uh what's the word? Um He's coming more artist. Yeah, he's gonna be more of an artist. He's definitely and I heard him, I and like the that. first thing I tweeted was, "Is that James Fauntleroy?" And I was not wrong. It yeah. was James Fauntleroy. Yeah, I went back and looked at it. It was James Fauntleroy. So, like I said, every point to this, from at least to what I think that are major albums, whether it's Drake, whether it's Kendrick, whether it's uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, 
James Fauntleroy has been the vocal man on every major album. Yeah. So, shout out to you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, getting back into this game, game thing, so we can knock this stuff out. Uh, we have one more. We'll knock out this. Beto lyrics. We'll was, there, real quick. was there a second part of that question that we didn't answer? Mm-hmm. That was strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your album of the year. Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do yeah, that. We'll, don't worry, Chandler. We're coming back. Because Chandler, yeah. I, I was we'll, supposed we'll to make a bonus on that. Week. So <laughs> yeah, we'll split that. Uh, beats or lyrics. That's tough, man. Because it's so weird for me to sit here and even have a debate. Well, with J Cole being my favorite rapper to even consider that beats is up there, but like, there's just a certain mood that you get into. Like, I'm gonna say beats just because. Like I said, I I, forgot, I didn't even hear the Q dog guy. I, I expect you to be everything about the production is. For me, so yeah, like with me, like and how it, you flow on it means a lot. Oh, 100 percent. Because a good beat, I put that, I put that part of production. Put a rapper on top, yeah. Of it, you know what I'm saying? Like you can make the best beat in the world. You throw a little pump on it, that beat's not shit no more. Huh? So yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just I don't know. I I love my lyricism. There's certain times where I just want to kick on the astral and just float. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want to I just want to kick on something that slaps the bass in my car and just ride. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's a mood thing. It's a little bit different here and there, but I do lean towards lyricism just because obviously with J. Cole being my favorite rapper, but it's just, you know, I love both. And you have to have both for it to be a good... Like You could put the two best rappers in the game on a song. If you're DJ Khaled and you overproduce it, the song's ass. So, That's real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to have both. It's a balanced thing, but... Yeah, I mean, I DJ Khaled is a testament of that. Great beats and ass lyrics and shit and just throw the rappers on there and just tell them to rap. Yeah. Or it's not the rapper's fault. It's what he just makes them do. But what do you got? Beats or lyrics? I mean, I agree with only what they mean. Like, necessarily a mood thing, but I would say lyrics. Um, I feel like off rip, if I'm listening to you, I'm not necessarily listening to the production until the second time around. Because, like, for me personally, I'm just trying to hear what you're trying to say. What are you What's trying to come? Yeah, what yeah. what are you what are you getting at, and what is your your end message? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, there do be times where it just be like, damn, start that shit back. I'm six seconds to the song. That bitch, doom doom. Well, doom. like, like yeah. I'll say this for like, cause like when you listen to Detroit rap, yeah, they're rapping really fast over the beat, and some of them do be off beat, but it's like the beat, if saves, the them. beat saves them. Yeah. Like Baby Tron, when also on hybrid. I honestly gonna say that I like the beat more, but the way that he was flowing on the yeah. beat because is... the the difference with Detroit guys is like because I really don't like the offbeat stuff. Like when you're mm. not on the beat, like I don't like it. The difference with Detroit guys is usually they make their own, like they have a rhythm at least. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. so like, yes, it's not matching up with the beat, but like they're going at their pace and their rhythm. So it's a little bit different when you're when you have no rhythm on top of and you're missing the beat, like. Because that's what the beat's supposed to be there for. It's supposed to guide you through the song. You kind of flow with the beat, then that's going to make a good song. And if you're going to go off and go on your own rhythm, you truly have to be strong with it. And I feel like a lot of Detroit guys do that well. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why they can get away with it more than most. Uh, the top three funniest rappers to you guys, that was one of the questions that we got. Funniest rappers? Well, Jack Harlow has to be in the conversation, I feel like. For, he's, for me, social media for me, it's Vince Staples. Yeah, online. definitely. I have Vince Staples. I have Sada Baby. I have Vince Staples. I have Trouble, and yeah. then I have Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, Freddie, yeah. 
Um, Jack Harlow is just a menace. Yeah, like, it's um, just, he's, he's up there. He's, he's funny. social media stuff. He's that's funny. where he stretches. Because that's how he sells. So yeah, I don't know. He's the corny white boy, mm-hmm. and he sells it well. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna touch on that because I don't. We can all agree on Vince Stables, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's undefeated in the conversation. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. The funniest thing I ever saw was like last year when he was like, it was like, yeah, like. Uh, church's biscuits he was like <laughs> his whole, like his manager was like man these used to be so good we used to put honey on them da, 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 da. and then like this his white friend tried to go in there and get one he was like don't touch my biscuit that's racist and I thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit ever bro i mean it's hilarious but it's like he has he's so dry with it bro yeah like, like he's so like, natural he's so like, effortless man. and he doesn't yeah. laugh that's what makes it even funnier like the fact that you could sit there and like say that, not crack a smile, like he's completely serious. Yeah. Like that's how you really can. Oh, what did he stuff. say? What did I he remember say? his Sprite commercials back when oh, like yeah. Big Fish came out. Like, is that a snow leopard? Like, ah, uh, yeah, that shit was so funny, bro. Like, what did he say? He had, like a he had did like the the like things you can't live without. He was like talking about his mask. mask yeah. He was like, oh no, and he did like the ethical say. Like, what are those? We're not doing Ethicus. We're not doing Ethicus. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me so yeah, weak, bro. That nigga is that nigga is a funny ass nigga, bro. I put Sada Baby up there. He be having me crying because he's so trouble, like yeah. no Sada Baby. Yeah, Sada Baby. I mean, Trouble is funny as shit too. That's just because he's yeah. he's just country folk. Like it's yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I, I love personality. My, I love my my country folk. My my Georgia. Georgians, Georgians, how you say it? Georgians? Yeah, yeah Georgians. Like that, yeah. My southern peaches. <laughs> there you go. I like that better. Nah, but. And it's not hard to say. Facts. But, nah, bro, he be having me crying, bro. But what the hell are you talking about? Who the hell like? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever know. I mean, being down there, you kind of like, have that, that, second, yeah, that second language, yeah. but like, You're that dialect. At all times, you have the little cute ones with the designs and aesthetics and all that stuff. It's not going to keep you alive. You're going to die. So you have to make sure you have the correct filtration. This is what they give the firefighters and the army men. So make sure that you have one of these when you go to the Whole Foods. Don't yell in the CVS about how it's your constitutional right to not have a mask because then you're a bad person. And we don't tolerate bad people in 2021. It's a new day. And that's what this is for. Thank you for checking out my essentials. Once again, I'm not with Express. The thing that Happy week about it. He's, he's always been a well spoken guy, so he's just yeah. always just so straightforward about it. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, next question we got. Uh, which rapper name is the worst rapper you name you've ever heard? Mainstream. Worst rapper. Mine's is Lil Xan. <laughs> yeah, that's in the conversation. That's definitely there. Um. I don't know. That's tough. Because that's all comes back down to opinion. I mean, I ain't gonna count. Lil Pump was stupid too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm with Six you. Nine. Well, like that. it's we just call him Six Nine, but it's Takashi Six yeah, Nine. Like, I think that's hard. Six Nine. Nah. Nah. Mm. Like, bro. I can't really get on bro like that. Takashi Six Nine. It's definitely. We we just call him Six Nine. We the people call him. No, I'm saying like I know what you're coming from. Just saying it's definitely peculiar. Lil Pump. I think honestly, Lamar, the whole like, yeah. like, I'm short for gnarly. Yeah, like, I, that is. No way. I'm be real too. Like almost not every. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule. Almost anybody after Lil Wayne that accepted that little tag in front 
Because it's just, it's just so play out. Lil Mosey, Lil Zan, Lil Zan, Lil Nar. If you have something, if you have something like stemming behind it and make it like little baby has a reason why, because he's the baby out of all his sisters. So like he has something. But if you have nothing to go for behind it, then yeah, I almost thought Pushaisi was stupid until he explained the reason why. Yeah, Yeah. when I first heard too, I was like, there's no way you're running around like repping that, and then I. And then, like, because like, like, some of them really have reasons. Like, Big Scar has this fat-ass scar. Like, it's yeah. so like, yeah, most of them have reasons, but, like. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Like, ones that I just don't like. But I don't know. But I think, you know, Lil Xan is definitely up there. Because it's just, with, with where that drug has gone now, like, glorifying that shit is corny to me. So... To make that your name is like double corny to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We've lost way too many good artists and good people alone outside of music to that drug over the years. Like, that shit's not cute to me. So, we're, so we got to end it. Before we go, what was the best one you guys heard? Best name? Best rap name? Mm hmm. Tyler, the creator. Oh, I like that. Playboy one. Cardi. Yeah, that's that one's good too. Um, this shit is so it's just hard. different. Like Tyler is different. The creator. Amina, Tyler creator is good. Amina, I like Amina too. Amina is really good. Yeah. I don't. I don't know because what makes it good? Like it's all up to opinion. It's opinion. Yeah. Pop Smoke was good too. I like Pop Smoke a lot. I like Travis. I like Scott. the wordplay that Pop Smoke. I like Travis too. Scott because the reason behind it. But I love Kid Cudi. Yeah. Kid Cudi's a good one. I like J. Cole, too. I mean, I know that's his actual yeah, name. Just but, Yeah. I'm all good with you repping who you are. You know what I'm saying? Action Bronson. Action yeah. Bronson's a good one. I like Action Bronson a lot. Flea Lord. That shit's hard. Shout out to Flea Lord. Father. They don't know about that. Father. They don't, they don't want me to talk about, about that. I don't know about that. They don't want me to talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. That awful record. That's, hey, that's what gave us this nigga right here, bro. For real. Awful that's record. True. Shout out to Father, bro. Big fan. Little Yachty. I like <laughs> just the Migos. Like... I gotta do this with y'all. So, uh, this is a new game we're gonna start. Oh. Got the idea. New game? Mm-hmm. Or the one from last week? This is another new game. Oh, damn. We got two games now. Two, two games. Two, two games. So, uh, we're just gonna do one. We're just gonna do one. Oh, okay. This is just gonna do one. Tester? First one to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First one to get it wins. Da, 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 da. So, you're gonna throw something out there? What are you. So, basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say a lyric. Okay. I'm gonna say the lyric and I'm gonna give y'all one more line. After. Can you give me uh, the the name of the song and the artist you win? I'm gonna get mopped. <laughs> I'm about to get mopped off the fucking floor. Because the issue is, is like there's a lot of shit that you would know that I don't know, but anything that I know, you know. Yeah. So like, I, mean, I just got to be quick. I just gotta rely on my speed at this point. So right? that fast. The, the artist and the song. Shouts out my brother Malachi for giving me this game. We gotta uh, get the song. No. Nah. Yeah. So basically, I'm gonna say the lyric. So I'm, I'm gonna try to do not like a Cardi or something like that, like a ooh ya ya or something like that. No, but yeah. like, uh, if it's no, like, Alice, if it's like, sun is down, freezing cold, whoever gets it first, basically, will have to say sickle mode, Drake, future. Yeah. Drake or Travis, I don't care. So, I, yeah, yeah. We gotta come right with that yeah. one. Or just say both. Let's play safe. Say walls on some. So ready? It's a collab. I have it ready. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one is 
switching lanes and I'm seeing lights. You know I watched the curve, smoking weed. You know I'm getting high. You know it's calming my nerves. You didn't have that no more. You said that so. <laughs> I can't say the cadence. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It gives it away. Same I'll say it one more time. Switching lanes and I'm seeing lights. You know I watched the curve, smoking weed. You know it get, I'm getting high. You know I can't. You know it calm my nerves. I don't know. I feel like it's a Juice World song. But I'll I, say it one more time. Okay. Switching lanes, I'm seeing lights. You know I watch the curve. Smoking weed, you know I'm getting high. You know it calms my nerves. That's a complete shot that I have no idea, but it's all right. Here's like the second that. part: chopping hard, pumping nonstop. The bag I the bag I had to earn. You can try, but you might fail again. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. Yeah, I ain't gonna count like After Party by Don Tolliver. Yeah, nah. Switching no. lanes and I'm seeing the light, you know. What yeah, I mean? cause I don't even be rapping with his stuff like that. That's yeah, that was that That's was a different I, one. I just be, I just be let me get enjoying, question, please. I just be enjoying the music when it comes to him. Like <laughs> I can't I can't go with the song. All <laughs> like, right, I'll give y'all one more. Yeah, that was tough. That was a good one though, cause that was you stomped the shit out of me. <laughs> Y'all was the Look, I was looking lost. Where did he savage? We both looked at each other like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, it's hard because like when people, some people do it, they be like doing the cadence. If you do the cadence, and it you will get it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. true. He said that shit, Miles Hunters. I was like, bro, what the fuck? I was like, what's the words? I just yeah, couldn't even process it. I was like, there's no hints or anything. I was like, I could see like Switching 30 lines. rappers in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I see 30, I think 30 rappers off the top of my head that could have that song. Yeah, for sure. Ready? Yeah. Trying to peep what I do, steal my moves, twenty four hundred for the new pair of tennis shoes. The same price I could the same price I could make them youngins come and finish you. That's young mom. That sounds so familiar. Trying to trying to peep what I do, trying to steal my moves, twenty five hundred for a new pair of tennis shoes. That the same price so the same price I could make the gentleman come and finish you. That's young mom. But I just don't. I can't. It's a custom drip by Young Mo. No, that's only Young Mo. I don't know. All right, I'll finish it. Lawyer been charging. He a Jew. He a Jewish, like voodoo. Road dope boy hundred thousand for a visu. Oh, that's black. Yeah, that's um. Presidential tense live by. We don't see you. Yeah, that's Kodak. At first, I thought it was a different Young Mo song, but I was definitely that's Kodak. Like that's a. I'll finish it one more time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me ten seconds. Okay, yeah. Real dope boy, hundred thousand for a visu. Hundred thousand in a visu. Presidential chance slide by. We don't see you. Wait, no. Is that Kodak? I don't think it is. That's little that. baby. Uh, fuck. I have no idea. Kodak. Um, I feel like I don't know. I start. I started to rap it after, and I for some reason I landed on baby. <laughs> Damn it. Is that Kodak? Because that's so right? familiar. To- all right, I'm gonna say who it is. Well, let me see. Yeah. 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 Damn. So I was partially right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I take the. I take the. I take I a quarter of a point. <laughs> Give me a quarter I of a point. Cap. That's not a Kodak lyric. I I believe you too. And it was, it was, was the, when I started rapping in my head. I picked up the cadence. I was like, "That's baby." I was like, "That's baby." Yeah. Ahead, if you, you got it yourself. If you rapped it with the cadence on that. 
That's a hundred percent. That's a dead giveaway. I would have known off. I'm getting money last year from that eighty. Exactly. Because if I, it's when I started revving in my head. All right. What the it fuck up. is that supposed to be? I'm sorry. I know we said we was watching a game, but this commercial is so peculiar. What the fuck is it supposed it's, to be? It's something from the nineties. I don't know. It's supposed oh, to be some reference. Oh, I don't understand you it. You need to stop. We're in twenty twenty one. All right. <laughs> so that's just creepy. We're gonna do this game again. Oh, Basically, right. the guys get a minute to guess who it is. They don't know who it is. I'm not telling them yes or no. I'll give them hints, like you know, duh, 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 but you tell me yes or no. My questions, right? Hmm? So, is the one from last week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Samari's gonna go first. I'm giving oh, him a rapper, God. and then Samari uh, Owen doesn't know who it gotcha, is. Yeah. yeah. That's I like that better. So I'm not trying to get up. Uh, and now I will start the timer in one. What? So you gotta remember he showed me the rapper. You gotta guess who it is. So you gotta ask him. I gotta ask you questions. Or you gotta ask him. Yes. Oh, no he questions. was just trying to. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I, I can fact check. It's the same sure. thing we did last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and one, two, three. He's an Atlanta artist. No. He's a West Coast artist. No. He's a New York artist. No. He's no. a Houston artist. Yes. yes. Don Tolliver. No. Travis Scott. Yes. That's good. Yeah, be <laughs> He made that shit look so easy, yeah. bro. God damn it. And you want to do rapper or uh, sports? Do sports if you could. I feel like I would get that better. Caruso me. I got a... That was so quick. You just went to cities. Once yeah. you nailed it down to Houston, though, it was like... You got probably oh, four minutes <laughs> you could come up with. All right. You got to try to be 45 seconds. All right. Bro. All right. It's going to piss you off if you don't get it. So <laughs> Damn it, bro. It is actually very simple. Ready? All right, yeah. One, two... NFL? Yes. Uh, AFC? No. Mm-mm. No. Um... Is he a starter? Mm, he was. He was. That's valid. That's valid. Eagles? No. Um, quarterback? Yes. Oh. 39 seconds. Now you're confusing me. Um, they won a Super Bowl in the last five years? <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't know why I had to think about that. Yeah, I don't know. Is he black? No. No, he's white. Twenty seconds. White and he's so is it Joe Flacco? No. It's not Joe Flacco. It's Kirk Cousins? No. Kirk Cousins. It's ten seconds. Trying to think of the white QBs on that half. I don't even know. Four. Three. Two. He's gonna piss me off. Kurt Warner. I should have asked if he was currently playing, so that was the classic question. Ref Arv. I said Gunslinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one does frustrate me. I, I always miss one question because watch, you'll do another athlete one with me. I'll forget to ask him he's a starter. Yeah. I thought for sure when when I was like I was like he really just went to Flacco. Like I didn't know he played for the Eagles now and then I felt right, confident. We'll do that. one more sports it. for Samari and rapper for you. Okay. All right. So uh this is Samari's. Okay. Um, and the timer starts for Samari in five, four, three, two, one minute. NBA? No. NFL? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver? Yes. Nope. Currently? Yes. yes. D-Hop? No. Tay? No. Mm-hmm. Julia? Julio? <laughs> Julio? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. 45 seconds again. <laughs> 
Julio. <laughs> 45 seconds again. It's Marky's on it, man. Julio. <laughs> I'm fucking weak as hell. The show is funny. <laughs> man, look. You gotta get this. I gotta get this one? Yeah, bro. Alright, ready? <laughs> it's one. just a minute. It starts stressing me out. Five, four, three, two. Is a rapper? Mm-hmm. Black? Yes. Atlanta? No. New York? Yes. Currently alive? Yes. Currently making music? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't like the way you said yes. Now I'm fucking confused. Nah. It's um, valid. He is. Has he dropped in the last two years? Yes. Um... Dropped in the last two years. And he's alive. 30 seconds. Was just, I was, that was my one guess right there. He killed it. Yep. Not Fifty <laughs> Cent. No. No. Not Lil TJ off the top of my head. No. Not A Boogie with a hoodie. No. Not 20 seconds. Who else is from fucking New York? <clears throat> Jay Z? Yes. Wow. 14 seconds. Hey, man. I got it done. <laughs> I count that as a fucking win. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I got it. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, so, oh, yeah, so Samari sent us a picture today in our group chat for BDO, and we're oh, going yeah, to talk bro. about it. So It's tough. It's tough. Make bro. a hit. You have $10. I'm going to lift these people off for you, and basically, you just go off and just, uh, we're, we'll, I'll say who the artists are, and then they're going to give us who they want. So, for $5 in the $5 category, you have J. Cole, Travis Scott, Drake, then you also have for $4, 21 Savage, Little Baby, Gucci, then I'm going to go with... Uh, M, you're gonna uh, with three dollars. You have Trippy Red, Kodak, and then NBA Youngboy. Two dollars, you have Don Tolliver, Pushaisty, and Isaiah Rashad. One dollar, you have Roddy Rebel, Big Scar, and Ian Dior. For the five dollar producers, you have Metro Boomin, Hit Boy, and then for four dollars, you have London on the track, Internet Money, which are goaded. Um, for three dollars, you have Murder, Be- Murder Beats, DJ Mustard. For two dollars, you have Pierre Bourne. Take a day trip. And then for one dollar you have Wiz. Um Wiz. Wiz, nigga. Alright. You have <laughs> Wheezy and then Take Keith. So uh I think the the producer goes with your ten dollars. Yeah. So yeah, you that have goes to, with you got ten dollars to pick yeah. three. Yeah, bro. Which is that was tough. It is. It's extremely tough. I had a couple of different combinations to be real, so I don't want to be overzealous. However, we're doing one. Yeah, I was say, I'll just do one. one. That's going to be the toughest part. It's trying, because you also like, because you can mash up, but you got to make, you know, you got to figure out how it would sound. Right, So right. the way, now this this is strictly, I just had to look at this and do this off the top of my head. So the way that I usually do these, the way that I start this is I always look for who's going to give me the most bang for my buck, so to speak. Like, who can I get in the $1 to $2 category that I know is gonna that is worth way more than $1 to $2? You know what I'm saying? Because usually you have a guy that's disrespected or it's, there's just too many top guys above. Well, see, what I, I'm going to do is I'm going Drake and Lil Baby because they've already got hits together. Mm-hmm. You put Wheezy in the dollar category, give me Wheezy. I literally was going to say the same shit, except I was going to say Travis and Baby just because I think Travis on the Wheezy track would be kind of mm-hmm. weird to experience. So that's exactly, I, I picked Weezy too, because I was like, I know he can produce the shit out of this. If Weezy can make Nav look good, he can make anybody look good. And you stick Travis and Lil Baby on the same track with that, that's cool. 
Or like I could, you could even go. If I wanted to get experimental, I'd do. Uh, <laughs> if you really wanted to be basic, you just do take Heath, little baby. This is because that's already happened. We know that shit. Yeah, you could do Gucci. You could do I could put Big Scar and Gucci. They already got oh, songs. Yeah. In colors, all Ooh, that. Yeah. What producer you think? That, <laughs> that nigga shoulder just got. Cooked. What producer you picking at that point? Because that's five bucks. So you got five bucks from a producer. Metro. You taking Metro with that? You think Metro and Metro or Take Keith? Is yeah, Take Keith so already Take Take Keith and Big Scar already got chemistry out of Memphis? Yeah. So with you? Still okay in modern bud. What you got, Samari? I had um twenty one murder. That puts you at seven. And then honestly, you could put anybody in those two dollar categories, but I put Don Tolliver. I just think that would be a twenty one down solid. That would be a would crazy be like do numbers kinda hit. Murder Beast been on a on a tear this year, low key. Getting fan questions too late. <laughs> Damn. Um next week. Next week. Uh Next one we got, so last week, uh, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the show, we've been slamming the Grammys. Well, the Grammys basically came out with a new rule change, uh, basically, recording um, academy, we're talking about, like, primarily changing it, so no secret nominations, this is that, it can play a key role in the awards, uh, and the weekend just basically tells you guys, I don't care what you guys do, I'm still not giving you guys my, my music for the Grammys, for awards to be put up. I want more artists to follow suit. Basically, what happened to finish off Stand is off. like <laughs> the Grammys basically said that there has been talks that basically people have been able to pay. There's secret committee. Yeah, so there's a secret committee that have been able to pay, and like whenever it came to they use the invasion of privacy. Travis Scott was supposed to go home with that award that year, but invasion of privacy was so down low, people paid them out of Cardi B's camp. So she can get the award instead of Travis Scott. Did when you were doing this research at all? Did they bring up the infamous 2013 one when Mac Miller won too? Yes, or, that, or yeah, yeah. Mac They didn't talk about that one because I, I don't think. I'm curious to see if that. that one was actually voted. But no, right this, this has been going on for the last. I know it years. Years. but that would yeah. be that would make, yeah. that would make sense. I mean, so, it makes sense. I I just want to know because like if he truly won the award, then I mean, I guess. Congrats. The committee has it <laughs> for you. I can't. I'm not as mad. You know what I'm saying? But. Well, they were. Because, like, they, they hinted at it. That was the one they used. But they were like, there's other infamous ones that have been, like, talked I about. I want to know what, which ones. I think the people deserve to know. Well, in consensus, it was supposed to be Jay Z. When? That in year. 2013? Yeah. Okay, that's why I was I'm curious. Already, I was curious to see who was supposed to win that year or not. That's just. I'm not surprised at all. Like, <laughs> the Grammys are ass. They've been ass for like 10 years now. In other news, look, in other news. Exactly. The like, BET Awards are coming back strong this year. So we're going to talk about that too. Bad. But, uh, <laughs> literally. Also, the next thing they have on here is uh, now, do you think that it was impossible that Future said that he has been in the studio for the last 10 years? That's 300, that's 3,650 days when I did the math. So. No, like I, ten years straight. He's yeah, ten years day. straight, every, every single day. day for ten years. So look, this is what I said. I said because I was listening to somebody talk about, it, and they were like, "There's no way it's possible." How have you been in your house for ten years straight? And I was like, "Well, people take vacations and stuff like that, so you can't 
going to your house. But studio having studio. a studio yeah. overseas, because they were like, he tours and stuff. I was like, bro, he probably has a studio, a studio, a studio on the tour bus. On he probably plane. has a plane. Uh, he probably has studios everywhere. I mean, you could have a mic with you and take, call it a studio, but... Um, we throw some foam up on the walls and yeah. call your bedroom a studio. You know what I'm saying? So, so I don't think it's impossible, but do I think that he was in there for 10, day, 10 years straight? I find it hard to believe. Like, I'm curious to see Especially that time. trip that he was with Lori Harvey in Jamaica. When you're sprung with a girl, like, you're on that girl. So, like, yeah. there's probably days where she was probably like, nah, nigga, come, come to bed. <laughs> Um, I would say. I don't doubt it, but just ten years straight. I would say it is not impossible, but I would say it is improbable. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it, but I also, I can't one hundred percent guarantee that he's not wrong. I mean, so, I would say I would believe him, not just because I'm like a fan or like it's biased in the sense because I am a huge future fan, but like in the sense that like, I mean, it takes twenty one days to make a to make a a habit. So, if you're doing it for naturally yeah. for a couple years, then shit, ain't no telling what you're going to be able to do when you at that level of starting. You're getting paid for it. That's literally your craft. But, I mean, look at, well, I mean, I, could, I would also say, like, look at how his music's changed since he first came into the experimental albums to where he's at now. I mean, it kind of just shows how prolific he got as, and his, also, as his artist. Just because you're in there. Once a day for every ten years, that like you could be in there for an hour or two, like that counts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you don't got to be in there for six to twelve hours. Yeah, so you have to count as a day. Yeah, you could go in there, work on a feature for somebody's album for an hour, and then dip. That yeah. technically counts for that studio day. time. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, not gonna hundred percent guarantee not, but I can't guarantee it's true either. So. J Cole's off season made one point seven three million in the first week of its release. That was a stat that I pulled up. Also, Justin, Travis Scott on Money Make Moves on the same note. Travis Scott's Astro Fest, the numbers that came out, in 30 minutes, he made 30 mil. That was 100,000 100, tickets sold in 30 minutes, with the highest being $1,000 and the lowest being $300. Yeah, that shit was ridiculous. I was in three different queues, and I still struck out. That's ass, bro. So buns. Yeah, but I was Hey, man. He makes that money, bro. No, I wasn't. I was Max saying the ticket, not yeah. mad at him getting that bread. No, I feel like, yeah. you get your money. Do you think? Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're the only I'm one. Get, uh, tickets from Rolling Loud in LA. I would love to go there. It's like December. But at the same time, like, because I look at the lineups for that, and like, Probably. but I also remember going to Flyover, and like, oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed myself, but I was just like, I don't know if I could do this all the time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I love yeah, music, yeah. and I love hey, bro. Hey, the it's, artists it's that are the, here. It's the fact of being an introvert, bro. That's I don't like people touching me. Yeah, shit. that's what I'm saying. Like, like people be doing. Trying, that. Uh, unless I'm not like a like an artist, trying, that I gotta be like in the pit. Like a Travis, you gotta be in the pit. Oh yeah, you have to. Like it's not. It's There's, not the same. Would like, you say that like, after going to your first Travis show and being in the bleachers? Do you wish that you were on the floor? Yeah, because yeah. I'm standing up anyways. I'd rather, I'd rather stand up in the pit and stand up all the way in the yeah. back. Yeah. Like, if I'm able to sit down, I'd much rather sit down. But if it's an artist I'm going to be standing the whole time, I'd much rather be in the pit. Yeah, that's valid. So, Shit. we I listen ain't... to Michael Bublé. I can sit down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> chill, man. Man. Hey, bro. That's my guy. Man, so, so, we go back to <laughs> it. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, we talked about it earlier this week in the barbershop. And Kendrick Lamar's control verse was just one of the most detrimental things is 
about to go on the uh it's about to come on the anniversary of that. Didn't know that. So I'm gonna tell you about all the rappers that he called out in that song. New niggas, just new niggas, don't get involved. He talked about Jermaine Cole and he called him his by his first and last name. Said Jermaine Cole, Big Crit, Wale, Drake, Pusha T, Meek Mill, ASAP Rocky, Mac Miller, Tyler the Creator, Jay Electronica, and Big Sean were also on the song with Kendrick when he did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a long list, to say the least. Like, there's a lot of people that he called out on that song. It's just... I don't know, man. Why? Because, I mean, he's doing it like like how J. Cole was talking about on, on this last album, on All Season. He's like, sometimes you just got to do it how you do it. Like, Kendrick was doing it how he do it, but he felt like he had to call people out. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why him and uh, Big Sean still have the beats that they still had because he came, when he came on Big Sean, so I don't even, I can't believe that Big Sean even dropped the, the song. Like, when somebody comes on my song and disrespects me and then you think I'm going to let them just stay on the song yeah. still? Like, no. You came on my song and disrespected me. You think you're going to get on here? No. And then, like, I think for Kendrick, it's like people dissed him after that song because people were mad about it. Yeah. But then after that, nobody took hits at him. Even after that verse, J. Cole still stood up behind him. Yeah. And that was a Because I don't even think he was really dissing. Like, to me, like, I I don't think that the, the goal of what he was doing on that song was, like, to diss. Now, certain people, yes. Like... So, like, when it came to J. Cole and Jay-Z or J. Electronica and, like, some other top-tier guys, like, he was just saying, like, to me, that's, like, that's, that's, like, I'm trying to put it into, into sports, something that I would understand. That's, like, somebody like Luca, like, coming out of you, like, I see what you're doing, Braun. I see what you're doing, KD. I see what you're doing, Jason Tatum. But he's, like, nobody's fucking with me right now. Like, like I see what y'all doing. I respect y'all. Well, I got to come out here and when? kill y'all. But like it's because I'm trying to I'm trying to do what I gotta when do. When Kendrick came on the beat, he literally started off and said, "Pop, all you older niggas, older like go so like it'd be like Lucas saying, like it'd be like Lucas saying, KD, uh, LeBron, all you other niggas that solidified, y'all good. New niggas, Jason Tatum, uh, John Morant, anybody else, Zion, you're not fucking with me. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from. That. Yeah, because he's because he's trying to like." He's trying to see, like, I, I get what you're doing. I see you putting up 25, 20 a game. You're doing what you're doing. But you're not fucking with me like that. Right, like, yeah. Like, I give you respect and your credit. You're doing what you're doing, young blood. but you're not me. Mm-hmm. Like, know your place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, like, is partially a diss, but to me, that's more like truly you're, you're, you're establishing yourself and where you are and letting people know that, like, some people may be on the same level as you. There's other people that are not. They are below you. And sometimes you got to come on. You got to tell those people. Because some people be acting reckless. You know what I'm saying? Some people should be trying to act like they they do more than they actually do. And so you got to put them put them hoes back in their place. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just one of the things. But, I mean, he came. He, it, the, to me, the reason it sounded like he was dissing everybody was... The, te- the tone and the, the delivery. Yeah. It was the delivery. Because he was... He's talking that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you can talk shit without like disrespecting somebody. You know what I'm saying? If you're talking about yourself, that is what I do. You know what I'm saying? 
You can talk your shit that way, or you can talk your shit like your ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're you're okay, but you're not as good as I am. You know what I'm saying? Which is a different level of, of disrespect. Like, there's always different levels to different things. Like, I don't know, because when you get to this rapping shit, like, 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 it's very out of the blue to hear Kendrick talk like this, but we know he got it in him. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I think Kendrick is one of those little niggas that's like, he has little man syndrome, but he won't show it until you push him to show it. Everybody knows Kendrick can tap into that mode. Everybody knows Kendrick, when he gets rapping, he can get aggressive when he raps. Oh, 100%, yeah. But it's like, push him to that but until then, he's going to continue to be an artist and this this good rapper and this guy who knows to make good music and, yeah. you know, it can create. So, we get into that. I think that he, I think it was kind of a diss, but I don't think it was a diss to that option. Because after that, he dissed, he, 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 he said it was a diss to everybody. And after that, he went off record and there's, just didn't talk to nobody. I was nobody. like, there's no type of follow-up. That's like, he just was like... Everybody was trying to send diss records and stuff at him and talk about him. He was like, see, now y'all worried about me. All the tension's on me. Everybody worried about me. I'm not worried about y'all. I'm about to drop this album. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I know where I'm at in the game. Yeah, which is a different level of confidence in of itself. So I love to hear that from him, to be honest. I think that's why a lot of us are excited to see what he's coming with because we feel like he may tap back into that since it's been so long since he put something out. So. Um, get into the game. game thing. Last thing that we have to talk about pop culture uh, is the BT nominations. Mm-hmm. So BT came up with the nominations for uh, pretty much everything that they, that they do talk about. So we're just going to go over and then me, Owen, and Samari are going to uh, we're going to go ahead and just think about t- talk about who we think should win the award. So, like I said, twenty twenty one BT nominations award list have been put out, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people on here. So the first one that we got is album of the year. Mm-hmm. It was after hours, the weekend. Blame it on baby by the baby. Good news by Megan Thee Stallion. Hawks Tales by Jasmine Sullivan. King's Disease by Nas and Ungodly Hours by uh, Chloe, Chloe and Holly. And Ooh, another thing cool. is. Another thing that we got is uh, first thing we got was After Hours, Blame It on Baby, Good News, Hawks Tales by Jasmine Sullivan. Hotels. Uh, yeah, Hotels. And then uh, King's Disease and Ungodly Hour. Who so as, Who are you guys think of the album of the year? Off the top of my head, I go After Hours. Because... That's this year, right? Like, I'm, yeah, for yeah, this year for the BT Awards. Let alone like, Hotels. I haven't listened to that, so yeah, I can't speak on that. So, to me, like, just from a from where the weekend's coming from, we gotta give this man something. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. This man's been disrespected by the Grammys this whole time. That. I gotta, Nonsense. I'm a lob him one because it was a good piece of work. Yeah, no, you know, it was a great album. So, best female R and B and pop artist. We have Beyonce, we have her, Jasmine Sullivan, Janae Aiko, Summer Walker, and SZA. On this one, I'm probably going to go her, just because she's my, she's probably my personal favorite right now. I am uneducated in this situation, so I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> Best male R&B and pop artist, we have, we got that boy Six Slack, we got Anderson Pop, we got Chris Brown, Giveon, Tank, 
and then the week uh, the weekend. What were the songs? No, just them, just them in general. Oh, okay. I'm probably gonna go. Or I'm probably gonna go was, give Yon just because he's had an amazing year. Yeah, so. he is. Oh, that's tough. That's a deep class, bro. Like that is a deep, deep. To be real with you, I probably class. would have to do the same thing because I'm not denying Chris Brown, but no, it would be him or Chris Brown. I, I was gonna say it's him and Chris Brown because, like, uh, like. Black, black dropped the EP. Yeah, but he that was that, that was, was not yeah, that was not enough. Yeah. And then Anderson Pack, he didn't really do anything. He did the. I think he's only in there because he dropped that. Uh, What's the song? He, we we walking around town. It was like his Black Lives Movement song. Yeah, that everybody, yeah, yeah, dun, 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 dun. Like and everybody loved that. I'm not gonna replay by you. It got it got a Grammy. I'll give it that. Um. Best hip hop, best female hip hop artist is uh, Coyle Ray, Cardi B, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, Big Lotto, and uh, Sweetie. I'll probably go with uh, Mulatto on this one. Musically standpoint, I'd agree with you, but I, I'm going to assume it's going to be Sweetie or Megan Thee Stallion. It's going to be Megan Thee Stallion or Sweetie. Yeah, I but could. Coyle Ray could. She, I can see Doja Cat sweep that award out of Yeah, her, no, Doja It's kind of she's. Cause she's been uh, she's, I, she's been, been collabing with all of them though, yeah. so I can't even. Yeah, I think that's like, Meg's award to lose. Yeah, like I think yeah. she's established herself now to where that's her award to lose at that point. Which but the content that she, she, she gives so has. much content, you can't like yeah. move past her. Like she yeah, dropped like two or three times this year. Uh, she's the baby. Mm-hmm. And like, also, like outside of her music, like, like she's very. When was the last time her and the baby dropped? That was a great question though. Last year, like individually. Last year, but like, when was it? Last year, late. It was mm-hmm. late in the year. It was like maybe well, dropped his his deluxe. Was Kirk the last album you put out, or was it? No, it was Blame It On Baby. Mm-hmm. What's the cover for that one again? It was like him with the mask on. Did I not listen to that. Mm-hmm. It was like a blue background. Yeah, did, bro. I had to. Master, no, way, masterpiece is on that. No. <laughs> It was that EP. It was the Brothers Keeper, ah. November nineteenth. Yeah. Okay, so he dropped November nineteenth, and then Megan dropped Good News and when? Shit, wait, what did you say? She dropped Good News and he dropped November nineteenth. They dropped the same day. November nineteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah. All right, so. Best male hip hop artist, it'd be Drake, the uh, Baby, J Cole, Jack Harlow, Lil Baby, or Pop Smoke. I'll probably go with Lil Baby or That's Pop for Smoke. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. I I feel like it's gotta be Lil Baby. Like, there's no one that was hotter. He's gonna win it. I'm there's you. there's <laughs> nobody that's no been one. hotter in the game, bro. I'm I, sorry. I think Pop Smoke was with there with him last year. Uh, maybe, but I don't like. It came to a short ending. It was, yeah. it was pop was pop had his album. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Baby did his album, and he dropped that in what February, and it's stayed continuous at the top of the charts. And he drops the bigger picture, and then he did his features along the way. Yeah, he got a great year. You know what I'm saying? Like he just, I, I just, he did not miss last year. Like I, I think he, I think you'll get it. But I don't think you can put together a better year than he. I'm gonna tell BET something. BET, stop putting Drake in every fucking category, bro. Damn, 
Let that nigga breathe, bro. Why was he? he Drake is an album last year. Every no, he did. He dropped a he dropped an EP. It was a little dark. Oh, the dark. I would Drake. If he doesn't drop anything, he's still in there though. So that's the truth. That's what I'm saying. That's why I asked because I don't even remember that comment. Best new artist: Coyle Ray, Flo Millie, Giveon, Jack Harlow, Lotto, or Pusha T. I'm giving it to Giveon or Pusha T. No, I can see Coyle winning this one. To be real with you, I would. I think that's yeah. wide open. I have no idea because Coyle Ray, I think, has a Flo Millie's hard. Flo Millie is extremely hard. Gibeon, She's talented, bro. Gibeon, we just talked about Gibeon. I think Jack Harlow had a great debut album as well. Yeah, and then you have Lotto. Obviously, we talked about her, and then Shiesty with Shiesty season. Like, like I had never even. I don't even know who this dude is. And then two weeks later, I'm like, this is this might be the best album out this year, like, <laughs> and this is my favorite album right now. So. Like I, they all have a case. That's a tough award to pick for. Best collaboration was a uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion WAP. You got the Baby and Rich and Roddy Rich Rock Star, DJ Khaled and Drake Pop Star. You got the Jack Harlow uh, What's Poppin' remix, and then you have Megan Thee Stallion and ba- the Baby Cry Baby, Pop Smoke and Lil Baby and the Baby for the night. I go for the night with. I'm smoking a little bit. I, wow. think, I think, yeah, I was going to say. Wow. Oh, it's going to win. Yeah. yeah. I, my my yeah. pick is the bottom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know who's going to win, obviously. Wow. <laughs> There's yeah. Sex Sells, and that song is sold well. So. Hey, that shit hard. Hey, go cap. Best group, best group last year yeah. was uh, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin, Chloe and Holly, Chris Brown and Young Thug, City Girls, Migos, and then Silk Sonic. I'm probably going to go goes. Chris Brown and. Uh, Young Thug on this one. Yeah, me too. Best group. You know me, I'm biased. I'll go 21 and Metro. Those are my I mean, that's not no, bad. that's not a bad pick, though. After that, I was probably going to pick Silk Sonic, but they only have one song out. It's, so. it's hard, but like, that shows you how good that song is. Yeah. But they are in this fucking category with one released song out. So, put some respect on that fucking name. That shit's a classic. I don't care. Like, uh, it's undebated. Like... So viewers choice award, uh they have WAP, Shit they have Go Crazy, Rockstar, Pop Star with DJ Calvin Drake. Then they also have Laugh Now, Cry Later, The Bigger Picture, Savage, and Leave the Door Open with Silk Sonic. Laugh Now, Cry Later. I'll probably go with the ba- little baby on this one. I think WAP's gonna win it. Again. Back I, I, it's, it's BET. Right. I'm gonna be real yeah. with you. It's the viewers. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. It's BET uh, though. They're gonna go with Lil Baby because he was talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's, it's, that's yeah. true. That that one's that was a tough one too because I Laugh Not Cry Later is there uh, with me. The bigger picture is 100 percent there. Leave the door open has to be in that conversation. And then like WAP and Savage just sold so well that they're also in that conversation. Yeah. So, I like the I like the nominations that are put together. The last so we got the last couple and then we're gonna get to we're gonna get to sports. We're gonna get to sports. We're gonna get to sports. She got me crying. Um shit sells. Video of the year was up by Cardi B. WAP again. Do it by Coley Holly. You have Go Crazy with Chris Brown and Young Thug. Uh, Drake and Drake and Little Dirt Laugh Now Cry Later Leave the door open I'm probably gonna go Laugh Now Cry Later Just cause That, that whole video, video was hard. And Drewski just sold his He got it But it probably will be whack <laughs> What sells? You know what I'm saying? Sex sells Well what are you That's, picking up of this? I think Laugh Now Cry Later Should win it But I would not be surprised To see Cardi B and Meg Like three either Cardi B Three P They gonna three P that bitch Exactly 
And then also video director of the year, Benny Boom, Bruno Mars, Cole Bennett, Colin Tilly. Oh, I love Colin Tilly. Uh, David Myers and Hype Williams. I'm going to go Hype Williams. Yeah, Cole Bennett you. is up there. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't know like I don't watch music videos like that. That's not me. So. I know I'm the surprised names. that they put fucking... What? No. I mean, yeah, no. I, I, I say the same thing. I agree. Put some remote. Yeah. Um... Best international act. Burner Boy. Oh, this is up my alley right here. Yeah, so you got Burner you. Boy. You got Burner Boy. You got Akia. You got Diamond Platinums. You got Hetty One, WizKid, Young T. Uh, I don't know how to say his last. The, the dude from France. You guys know what I'm talking about if you know international music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Burner Boy is a hard second. The number one pick yeah. is WizKid. I was like, if you like, do if not anything, pick WizKid, you don't know music. I was like, if I know anything from what you've been telling me, that's WizKid's award to lose. Yeah. <laughs> if WizKid, if BT, listen to me closely. Huh. Sean, Sean Patton, listen to me closely. If WizKid does not win this award, I will Come down to the BET office and beat the shit out of every person in there, bro. <laughs> hey, he had. Come on, anyone. We're riding. We're riding. I don't care. Listen, WizKid had a top three album last year. No, it was tough. With Amine, with Little Baby, with bro, probably with uh Alfredo. There was no album internationally and almost in America. That was better than that man's album. He had an amazing album. Best movie, uh, Soul, Ma Rainey's One Night in Miami, Judas and the Black Messiah, Coming to America, and then the, the United States versus Billie Holiday. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't see any of these except for Coming to America and Judas and the Black Messiah, but everybody kept talking to me about that Pixar Soul movie. I'm probably going to go Soul on this one just because everybody kept talking about it. This movie? Yeah. No. Have you watched it? Mm-mm. That shit is ridiculous. That is not a kid's movie. Really? <laughs> bro, it's so deep. Like, the meanings and, like, the, the story. Yeah, I saw shit with Bro, that that movie is is something. Like, I can't speak for a lot of the other ones because I haven't seen them. I've seen Soul. Uh, I watched it with Caitlin, and the, she cried. Multiple times. Really? Yeah, bro. The, 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 so if you can give me a spark note of it, like, wait, wait. Do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh, like, sure. Charles kept trying to tell me about it anyway. So. Like, so, so it's just, it's a lot about, like, without giving too much away, like, it's about life and death, doing as much as you can while you're alive, not taking anything for granted. Is that what his little ghost is about? Because it's like past, present, future, right? Kind of. Yeah. I don't want to spoil. You really need yeah. to watch yeah, you I'm not going to spoil You got to just. You, you get your own interpretation after watching it's, it. What I need you to know is that it's a Disney movie. It's supposed to be a kid's movie. And it's all about like life and death and doing the most doing the most while you're here on Earth. And not taking anything for granted. And that's those are, I feel like, a lot of things that are really hard to try to anchor in a kid's movie. And somehow it works perfectly. That movie was something else. Jameson Crowder's been a great defense on the rod. He's, he's just a little more. I said, I miss Jameson Crowder in Miami. Best actor, you got Chadwick Boseman. You got my boy mm-hmm. Isherist. You got my boy Eddie Murphy. Like, he's Steinfeld. Daniel Cool, the dude that plays, uh, he was like one of the 
Yeah. Chadwick Bowman's like bro man, and he was also the lead in a, a Queen and Slim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you talking about uh, the English guy? But he has African. I name. think Chadwick should get this. Yeah. Just, but I just hear about what he was going through before he died. I don't know, but Lakeith is not bad. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't. Movie. I don't want to try to disrespect anything that everybody's on that list. But like, Chadwick Boseman had a Marvel schedule with stage four cancer. Yeah, like not even not, that. He was making a Netflix movie. Yeah, having stage with 12, 12 bridges or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like I. I want to. I. I don't. I know we try to you know not you know give people stuff just because they pass away. Like, but he was in this category already. And, like, with him passing away, and this is going to be the last time he's nominated for this award, I would like to see him go home with it. Like, So, before we end it up, before we go into sports, why not end it with sports? Sportswoman of the Year Award, Aja Wilson, Candace Parker, Naomi Osaka, yeah. uh, Serena, Serena Williams, Skylar Diggins-Smith, and then Calissa, Carissa, Carissa Shields. I'm, I'm going to go Naomi on this one. Yeah, I'm giving it to one of the WNBA players. They've been so active with all the BLM stuff. Like Andrew Wilson and I gotta give Skylar Diggins and Candace Parker their credit too. Like oh, they've geez. obviously they're hoopers. Like I know how good that I'm not trying to take away yeah, like yeah. and I will never disrespect women's basketball. I'm not a fan, I don't watch, but I will never ever disrespect what those women do on the court because if I stepped on the court with them, I will get absolutely fucking worked. So like Cooked. before you sit here and try to ridicule women's basketball for what it is, like you need to realize that if you put on a WNBA jersey, you are going to get hooped on. It does not matter. Like, there's obviously, if you were a college athlete, I want to say, like, just, point be different. just as much as I think, and I think the focus was bigger on the WNBA because they made it a bigger issue. Yeah. With Black Lives Matter and stuff yeah. like that. But Naomi Osaka was doing the same it's thing. True, she she was out there. True, she she was out there. Money. And she gave love to Serena and she wore the shirt every day and she did not let down. She was in the news just as much as WNBA. It's one know. of those things where it's hard. It's and her being age. black and Korean too, yeah. so like, she's dealing with Asian hate and, and black yeah. at the same time. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. That's a tough one, man. Yeah, like all those women deserve that award because they've all done their thing. They all gonna get on the stage, watch. They should. Right, that's, I can see it. Uh, sure. And then last, going to be Sportsman of the Year award: Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, or Steph Curry. LeBron's going to probably get it. Because I feel like he gets it every other year. Kyrie. The only year he didn't get it is when KD didn't Matt. get it. But I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. I'm going Kyrie Irving. I think he's been I said Kyrie. extremely vocal no, yeah, about I would have said Kyrie as well. But I think I'm, he gets a lot of negative hate. That is true. Over, over, I, over I would pick him. Yeah, me too. Me too I don't think he's going to win. But I, but I, I think, think the actual will. winner would be Patrick Irving. I'm telling you, bro. Like, this show is going to be so Black Lives Matter Pushed the agenda. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's been so on that. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like, he's like, been he's... extremely vocal about it. But I, like Sam said, he does get a lot of hate for that shit at the same time. So it'd be curious to see how you it plays out. What you think? Just pick up the ball and hoop. So like, we, damn, bro. So <laughs> we now. What? And also, he said something the other day. Because he, like, before this whole thing happened with fans that we're about to get into, he said something the other day. And he was like, Talking about Boston, he was like, everybody was like, are you happy to go back to Boston? He was like, yeah, I'm happy to go back to Boston. But he said, the thing about it is, like, I just don't want to deal with the fans. Like, it's always good being on their side. But when you're against them, they talk. Go, go like, listen to, and this is a shout I hope, I don't know if he listens at all, but there's a buddy that, Austin from Butler, 
Go watch the 30 for 30 on the three-part series of the Lakers and the Celtics. Oh, Celtics, yeah. And you want to talk about how their fans were back when Magic and Bird yeah, were going right, at it. Right, yeah. It really hasn't changed. They're not as vocal about it in the media and stuff, but Boston fans are right up. I wouldn't say they're on the same Top level. three worst fans. They're up there with Jazz fans. They are bad. When it comes to racism and stuff like that, yeah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, this it's old Boston territory, boy. Yeah, so but they used to do Randy Moss like that when he played for Pats. Um, he went sixteen. So we're gonna get I these, Johnson was the most hated player of all time. In Boston. These sports fan questions, and then we're gonna get right into the sports What's topics that? that we have for the day. Uh, one was uh, before I forget. How do we think Tim Tebow is gonna do as a tight end? I don't know. Uh, it all depends. He looks on, Jack. He, he looks good. So it all comes down on how much he's, how much work he's putting in. Because just because you're an athlete does not mean you're going to play the position well. Like there are certain tight. Can tight I tell you guys something? There's certain techniques the tight ends have to do, and yeah. he has to master those Look, things. Newsflash: <laughs> He was never going to be a tight end. It was just so he could be on the offensive side. Everyone to use him like Taysom Hill all along, so they can have him and do well, his stuff. Is I wouldn't. I'm not going to put him in the category of Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill is younger and more athletic. More but that's athletic. what they were trying to do. It all comes down to you asking me. You asking me how he's how well he's going to do. It all comes down to what Urban Meyer does with him. Because if yeah. he strictly plays him as a tight end, you will not see him. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. If they but, do him like that, and he I does think, well, I think take, I, when Urban Meyer brought him the spark of tight end and bringing him at tight end was just the. I think that was a big because that's thing. what Taysom Hill's listed as. But yeah. they wanted him to be Taysom Hill, basically. Yeah. An older version of Taysom Hill, I don't give a fuck. He's more athletic than Taysom Hill to me. Oh. To me. To me, yes. Greatest greatest college football player of all time. So In, in I, his prime, yes. I You also have to realize how... He's coming back into the game. Yes, I understand that. It's one. just he's not but, as fast. Taysom Hill is quick. He's 33. Tim Tebow's 33. I gotta... Yeah, like, like, it's the age is why I'm trying to bring him back down. That's the only thing. Tebow, you're going to shock the world. I believe in you, baby. It all Anyways. depends on how they get him. Oh, yeah. And, Joss, and John Morant is better than Luka Doncic. But, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh. Oh, stop, <laughs> bro. You slanderous as hell. You're going to get dragged for yeah, this. Calm bro. Down, I'm bro. not dumb, bro. I'm not fucking stupid, okay? I know he's your guy, but, like, anybody that doesn't know that that's your guy is going to drag you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bo, it's because, like, we're going to get on the copy, but I'm tired of people talking shit. And you might not be y'all talking shit, but it's the media talking shit. Until this morning, Stephen A. Perk and my boy Mac Kellerman had to give his motherfucking respect. Y'all deserves his respect. That's true, 100%. I agree with you. Um, If there's any athlete alive in sports, who is the athlete that you would be alive in sports? Yeah. I'd be 2-3 on the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid pick. That's an easy one to be. Um, who would you be? Who would I be right now? But if I, if I couldn't be, if, like, if it wasn't him and I had to be another top dog, I'd be Lamar. So you wouldn't pick John in that situation? No, I'd be Lamar. Fair enough. John's the GOAT, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going with also my favorite sport. That's true, yeah. I feel you. you ain't trying to be Amber Jones? No. <laughs> I'd be, I'll be Kyle Pitts. RG3. No, he's he broke his legs. He's not playing no more. Mm. Yeah, it's I don't know. That's tough. I seen him yeah, run. Yeah, I, yeah. I seen him run last year for the Ravens. 
Never seen him run like that again. Running like he had to run to take his shit. Like, he, <laughs> motherfucker, did not run the light. He wasn't running. Um, you was, would know more than anybody. That was bro. the first run and the last run I ever seen from him, bro. Besides practice. I don't know. That's actually a really good question. That's tough. I'd probably be him right there. I'd be point guard. CP3? Yeah. Really, right now? Good pickup. Or Kyrie. That's it. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's. It's a tough thing to get into because, like, I, I don't know if I'm myself in those shoes, but I'm in his body, or if, like, if I'm going to be him, my mind is his mm-hmm. type shit. Um, I'd love I'd love to be... Man, I don't know. That's tough, bro. Like, I'm trying to think. I'd be Marlon Humphrey. It would be fun. Try to be the leader in that Ravens defense. Um... I'd be, I'd be Luca. I'd love to be Luca, don't you? Just out there busting ass. Yeah, like, especially against the Clippers. See, I <laughs> would be, I would be John Morant, but I couldn't do John Morant how John Morant does John Morant. But see, that's the thing. That's how I feel about has, every question. Because what he has around him, I feel like I need more personally. It's one of those things where, like, that's tough because I don't know. I can say that about any athlete for myself. I feel like, you know. So. Come on, bro. If you were John Morant and all you had was Dylan Brooks and Johannes Valanciunas and Jaron Jalen on every other night. Jaren Jackson Jr. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's tough. I mean, we've seen people do more or less. I give. I see. And that's the thing about the Luka. That's the thing. I'm going to go back to you real quick. That's the thing about the Luka and John Morant thing. I think the team is almost similar in, in, in the way. It's, but Porzingis is not going at his at his full potential right now. No, he's not. I don't think Jaron Jackson is going at his full potential right now. You understand? I'm trying to They're both dealing with injuries. Yeah, on top of that, Mal is hooping, bro. Luke is just on. A, on a Buddy had twenty team. and seventeen in the first quarter last. But it's like Shit different. Like it's not. It's not like you're not going to him for a bucket. Nobody in the Raptors was going to Jonas Valanciunas for a bucket. I mean, they, that's why he got traded. He didn't. They didn't need him play into the system that they wanted him to. He's still a. Really well, I mean, he was center. really good, and that's yeah, why no, they got I, a ring. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not denying well, no, this. No, because no, I mean, he got they traded. Had, they, and had, then they got Marcus. Yeah, I was gonna say they got Marcus Saul, but I mean, he's still skillful at the position he plays. But he plays fundamental basketball. Like he's not necessarily a back to the basket big, but he's gonna play on the box and he's gonna give you your hard screens. And you pick and rolls very well. But he has good footwork. That's one thing I can say about him. That's so, that's disciplined as hell. That's why I'm picking. He's just, I'm sorry, like, he is, is second to none right now. Like, that motherfucker is out there busting ass, doing what he does best. Like, he back. it's, it's I don't know. And he can do it night in, night out, possession in, possession out, against two of the best defenders in this league. And he's making him look stupid. That's just well. No, no. I mean, he's, thing. he's not even doing it against two best defenders because Tyron Lue's an idiot and thinks that Patrick Beverly is somehow going to hold this man. Yeah, I don't know. How many times do you have to watch him get his ass busted before you realize you need to switch somebody on defense? Like, not enough. Apparently, <laughs> I, well, I, boy getting cooked. I, we're two oh, games yeah. in. He hasn't figured it out yet. So we'll see if they do. What and kind of DA? What kind of uh, a rule? <laughs> If you had to pick one rule in any sport, baseball or uh, baseball or basketball or soccer or football, or whatever, what rule would you change in any sport? 
I think I would change the overtime rules in college. I change the overtime rules in the NFL. First of all, uh, stupidest shit ever. I changed the style of, in in basketball. The way that it's constricted now is is very, very, very weird. It's not consistent at all. Because well, no. I mean, usually, no, usually in you know, like a game plan, if you come out aggressive and you start playing physical, they're gonna let you play. But even now, it's like, bro, you can literally get on the box. You can be fucking AD, get on the box. You get ready to do a hezzy, like a fake spin. Somebody like smacks your hip, and it's like, bro, stop. Hey, bro, you're getting too close. That's your warning. Hey, team foul, go ahead. Knock yeah. him up. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know, bro. It'd be a lot, like, a lot of it's situational, but it'd just be like, it's not, like, what also, it used to be. I hate that one rule. I think I talked to you about it, Owen, where it's like, you come into, like, the, like, like you can't, like, it's like the steps you take. It's very, like, very rare that it happens. But, oh, like, yeah. It's like the top of the key, like, between these two lines. Mm-hmm. The lane. Like, it's yeah, like the lane or something you, like that. You can't excessively fill your, your steps. It's in the lane. something like you it's, can't step in there wrong. It's, it's a weird rule. Hmm. I, I don't forget what the name of it is. Incorrectly. Oh, you're talking about like lane violations on free throws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Well, not it's not free throws. Free throws. It's, no, it's just lane it happened violations. to uh, it happened to Paul Pierce a long time ago, and I forget what it was. There's was. there's a couple rules. So the NFL overtime rule, 100. percent Just because you win the coin toss doesn't mean you should be able to go down and get seven and win the game. The other team should get a chance to get the ball. Um, I forget a, if it's like that in CFB. It's not a rule, but Thursday night football shouldn't be a thing. That's another thing I changed. And for baseball, uh, there's this really weird base runner rule where, so like, say you got a guy on first and second, and this guy, you know, hits something deep into the outfield. Oh, I will say, go ahead. Remember, you don't, yeah, yeah, you remember yeah, yeah. what I'm talking about, the WSU game. So, like, if a guy hits something deep, and he like, and he's trying to run and get a double, like, he doesn't know if it's gone or not, and then the other base runners are trying to hold up so they don't get called out or they have to try to run back. If, if the guy that just hit the ball passes one of the base runners, he's automatically out. Which I understand why the rules thing it doesn't happen a lot, but I think it's weird. I would change targeting in college football. Yeah, I don't know because I'm going to tell you because it gets to those big games, and I've seen too many motherfuckers like Sean Wade or people that have had a great game, and it and it doesn't even look like it's actually like they try to target a person, but it's like they're falling down, and then they end up collapsing heads with somebody else. And it was not like they were trying to do it. It we was need just to, emotion. Okay. We need to touch up the NFL roughing the passer rule as well. If the QB has the ball in his hands, there's no such thing as roughing the passer. Roughing the passer is strictly a foul that should be called after the ball has left quarterback's hands. <laughs> and he's not expected to be hit because he does not have the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. If he's got the ball in his hands and he tries to run and I pick him up and slam him, get rid of the ball, dummy. Yeah. I don't know what you wanted. I'm 300 pounds. I'm coming at you. You might want to just get rid of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Throw it on the ground. I don't care. Do what you got to do. There should be there should be no type of roughing the passer penalties. I do think that the ball. it's a sack. I do know? think there should yeah. be a foul for uh, for flopping because I think it eliminated. Like if you're trying to really sell it and you're overdoing it, I think there should be something for that. Well, they've tried to cut into it a little bit. They've done a good job of like they did a, a good job for a while. It's getting a little out of hand again. Remember, because back when. And James Harden's first MVP year and the year that he got snubbed two years before, he was, they really tried to, like, they were starting to find, which, let me tell you, bro, fines don't matter. Yeah, it's a part it's, of the game, bro. No, 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 like, well, like, especially if it's a big baller. Oh, I, I flopped. Here's the 25K fine. Well, I made 
Seventy-five thousand dollars in the last hour. What do you? Fucking twenty-five thousand dollars don't mean shit to me. Yeah, like no, I don't care. Exactly. Like, I started saying like if the games are online and they're flopping and you have two free throws, I think it should be turned down to you get one free throw instead of the two free throws. Not even that. You should like. I mean, if if you if we know you're flopping and you're selling the foul, I'm not going to give you that foul call. So okay, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just one of the things because you gotta let people play. You gotta let people play, and on top of that, like, if we're trying to figure out whether you flopped or whether you actually got fouled, and I gotta go to the replay board, and now we're slowing down the game, and now we have the same issue as baseball. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's um, it's a situational oh, thing each time. Wow, and then the last question wow. that we got is, who is the most overrated NFL player going into this season? Man, overrated. Overrated going into this year for the NFL. There's a couple. Um, most height, most overheight, over Patrick height. Mahomes. Really? Yeah. I don't. He's, know. he's hyped. He's hyped like fuck, bro. I mean? do think that he's worth the hype, but like it's like it's like in music, the overhype is Drake. I, I feel like I haven't even been seeing that much hype around him though. As of late, I mean, late. I feel like I've been the one that's been throwing it towards him. If anything, yeah, maybe because I'm around you too much. That's there's a solid possibility of that. Um, so to read, I had somebody ask me this question because they sent me a TikTok and it was like somebody was talking about AJ Brown being over, like, because people have been putting him at like in that six, seven, eight yeah. category for receivers going this year. And I was like, I feel like he's well deserved. If I had to pick a player off the top of my head, it's DK Metcalf, 100%. Like, I get how talented he is, I get he's got a big body. That motherfucker's got to work on his hands at some point, bro. You are, because he goes out and makes these crazy, ridiculous contested catches, but cannot catch an uncontested slant route. Like, you cannot drop these passes, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like, I can't that's put you in this. But, I can't, exactly. I can't put you in the top 10 category if you can't catch the easy shit. Like, I that's get, real. I'm trying to give you your credit and your props. Like, because look at DeAndre Hopkins. You remember that catch against Buffalo to win the game over three defenders? Now, imagine him coming out the next game and dropping three slant passes. I can't make you the best receiver in the game. Yeah, you do the tough shit, but if you can't do the easy shit, then why are you here? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So so to me, it's DK because I feel like in, in meme pages, on especially on Instagram and Twitter, like NFL meme pages have made such a bad habit of this shit because casual fans look at this. And they're funny. Don't get me wrong. These meme pages are funny. But these casual fans look at this and they take it as gospel. Like it's like... They talk about DK being a top three receiver this year, and then everybody starts arguing. I'm like, there is no fucking way. Like, if DK Metcalf is one of your top three receivers going to this year, don't talk about football to me ever again. Like, it's not – I don't want to hear it. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. You are not – you're not allowed to talk to me about football because I don't want to hear it. No. I don't trust your opinion at that point. I know you haven't watched this sequence. I think – But, like – I've been talking. No, no, I'm saying, like, this is exactly what I'm talking about, like – it's the end of the game. The last two forty-five has been six calls of just fouls, but bro. Anyways, <laughs> so, like, uh, just play ball. Yeah, just play ball. Let, let, let the clock go out, bro. Just like, play ball, Shay. Like, oh, come on, Jeff. That shit's uh, wild. I probably put Hunter Henry. Ooh, I think I, I heard about him a lot. I'll put him up there just because he struggles to stay healthy in certain points. That's yeah. the thing. Because is this the overhype? Yeah. Because I understand how talented he is. And Samara's going to hate me for this one. But until I see him on the field this year, I'm putting Cam Newton in that category as well. I, I can't put him there just because I feel like he hasn't been talked about enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you got to have people dick riding you to be in this conversation. That's why that's where my criteria comes into it. So I see where you're coming from. But I feel like Cam hasn't been talked about enough. 
to be put there. In a, in a he positive, started doing the. He started doing the. Light. He started doing the 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 videos again. He just popped up on all my social media. See, I haven't seen it. He said the. Uh, he was like. He said we got three hundred sixty five days in the year. You can't give me thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna outwork you, Superman. And I was like. The fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just brands himself like that, but I know mean, yeah. that's true. That's him. I will tell you, right, Kim, you have an amazing bar and grill in Atlanta, in Decatur. Yeah, it's really good shit. You gonna take me there? I got you, bro. Right, it's good, good shit. Yeah. Down there by Barney's. Ooh. Um, do they be on Kine? Oh, 100%. Thank you. <laughs> Has to be in the conversation. Certified bum. You remember? You remember Kawale Brown? Bro, like, Damn. yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about, bro. Listen, he signed. So he was. He was I'm not lie to you, bro. I think it's just a systematic issue. I think so. Here's my. Uh, before I get too deep on hating on this man, what I think about Jadavian Clowney, when he was in Houston, he was very, very good. But I think the system that they ran. Though. I think he's gonna have a revival year. I'm honestly yeah, like, like when when they first when when Houston or. When Cleveland picked him up, yeah. I was like, "He, uh, he's a bum." He played for Tennessee all year. He didn't. He recorded under fifty tackles, I think, and he had zero sacks. I was like, "I'm not worried." But I mean, now I started to think. The thing is, when he was in Tennessee, he's a primary guy. Like they don't have a, an edge rusher that was better than he was yeah. in Tennessee. When he was in Houston, he had a defensive player of the year candidate across from him, JJ Watt. Yeah. Now he's in Cleveland. He has and when he went to Seattle, I, same issue. Like I feel like he's a guy that can't be a number one guy, but he will be the best secondary option as a pass rusher in this league. So people need to realize that. So in Cleveland, I think he will do well. If he gets a big money deal and he's the top pass rusher somewhere, he will disappear. So I also put, I was talking to my friends the other day, and I also put Levante David in that and Anthony Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Levante David is there, but it's only because people be just disrespecting the shit out of Devin White. Like, because Pro Football Focus came out with their top ten. We're going to talk about Pro Football Focus in a second because it pissed me off. They did their top ten linebackers this last year. Bobby Wagner's, or going into this year, Bobby Wagner still won, which I don't agree with. I put Fred Warner in one. Yeah. Uh, Levante David was three. um, And Devin White didn't make the top ten. That's that's ridiculous. Like, I, Levante David is good. But if he is top ten, Devin White has to be top, top 10. ten. Yeah, there's no Without way. I, there's not ten middle linebackers that are better than Devin White in this. Yeah, game I was right gonna now. say. I'm I mean, sorry, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Top five would be tough though. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Because also, like, I, I, I kind of feel bad because I, I also feel like Shaquille Griffin is in there too. In the conversation, yeah, for Rogue sure. Because also, well, Shaquille plays more outside. Yeah. Than and what's his name? Uh. From the Chargers. Um, oh, the young guy, Kenneth Murray? The edge rusher, Ingram. Oh, Melvin Ingram? Yeah. He's a free agent, bro. Yeah. You know, I wanted, I want Baltimore to pick him up so bad. Yeah, I want him on my team. He'd be systematic. I want him on my team so bad. So, the thing, the thing with it when it comes to defensive players more than anything is you really have to do a lot more film breakdown. Because when it comes to offense, I can watch kind of highlights. I can, It's easier to film breakdown. And also, I have numbers. Like, I have stats to go off of. Just because you didn't record as many tackles as this guy next to you doesn't mean you're not as good. If good, better you're not better, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to defensive players, it is a little bit tougher, but Devin White has to be a top-ten linebacker. Right? It's just, that's that's ridiculous to me, especially after the offseason he's having right now. He just ran a 4 3 the other day. We're talking about a linebacker with 4-3 speed? Yeah, Come on, man. Like, we're talking about a linebacker that runs just as fast, if not faster than most Corners. wide receivers. Like, 
Like I'm pretty sh- like I'm pretty sure his forty time is faster than DK Metcalf's. It's I don't think it'd be faster than Lamar's. Like it's just one of those things where he I I, I don't know how he's not top ten. But we're gonna come back to Pro Football Focus here in a sec. So well, go ahead, start it off, man. You want me to take it in? Yeah, make sure the levels is good. I I like to hear. I mean, you always keep your headphones a little bit louder than I do, so it hurts my ears after a while. Got <laughs> to <laughs> Um. Yo, fuck it. We're going to talk about pro football folks right now because this shit pissed me off. We didn't get – I want to talk about it last week. We didn't get a chance to. We ran out of time. Um, so pro football focus put out their top five tight ends uh, going into this year. Um, I need to pull up the list because I forget. I think they put Kelsey at one, but I can't remember um, how they ordered the five. All I remember is I could tell you the top five off the top of my head was obviously George Kittle and Travis Kelsey were there. You also have, um, God, who are the other three? Uh, Darren Waller was in the top five. Dallas Goddard was also there, and Kyle Pitts was at four. So it was, I don't remember the, so don't quote me on the order of the first two. I think they put Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Kyle Pitts at four, Dallas Goddard at five. Yeah, My first issue, there is no way on God's green earth that Mark Andrews is not a top five tight end in this league. There is there is no way in hell. Off talent alone, he's top five. He is Lamar Jackson's go-to guy. He's his favorite guy to throw to. So on top of that, he has to be considered more. My personal opinion, Mark Andrews is three. I put Kittle, Kelsey, and I put I you'll never tell I will never tell you. I have no idea who the best tight end in this league is. They are on the same level to me. They are both extremely talented. I'm not going to waste my time trying to compare the yeah, two. They are one and two. If you, as long as you have them interchanged at one and two, it's up to personal opinion to me at that point. Yes, yeah, to me, Mark Andrews is three because I think he's just as talented. My boy, Marky Mark out of Oklahoma. <laughs> you know who would do? Like, I think he's on the same level, if not a little bit down from Darren Waller, but he is Lamar's go-to guy that has to be taken into account. Like, he is the safety valve. For our passing he offense. should have some he, type of superstar X Factor. He Madden. 100% should be a superstar on Madden. He's the three tight end. I put Darren Waller at four. I think by the end of the year, Kyle Pitts will be breaking into this top five. I can't put him in the top five yeah, without him playing an NFL stat. Yeah. Like, he has not touched the field yet because also his production comes down to how creative the Falcons' offense is. Because if they use him as a board, like a strictly a tight end, he he breaks the five spot. If they're using him as a slot receiver and they're getting him involved in the offense more, he could pass and be the number three yeah, that's guy. True. Like that's he true. really could break in there. And I get Dallas Goddard is going to have a great year because Jalen Hurts, I feel like, is going to establish that same connection that Lamar and Mark Andrews have. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to take away anything that Dallas Goddard has. Uh, but honestly, my my top five is Kittle and Kelsey at one and two interchange. Put whoever you want wherever. I put Mark Andrews at three. I put Darren Waller at four, and my fifth tight end going into this year is Mike Gusecki because that's what he I'm saying. Mike Gusecki way different. too good of a year last yeah. year to not be in the top five. Miami, yeah. He had – I don't think people realize how good of a year he had last not year. Not for real. And honorable mentions that. right outside of that, definitely Dallas Goddard is there. TJ Hawkinson's in that conversation. If Hunter Henry can play a full season, he's 100% in the top five conversation. John Smith has to be uh, in consideration, which I think they're going to bump each other out of the conversation going forward just because they're on the same team now, and both in New England. Um, and then obviously Kyle Pitts is going to break into that conversation as well um, going forward. 
So it's just, it just got me so heated to look at that list and to think that somebody out there truly believes that first Lakers <laughs> home playoff victory since 2012. 5, 18, 2012. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. The last time the Lakers won a home playoff game, Kobe was on the court. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that true? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's, That's insane. Bro. That's nuts. LA leads the series 2-1. I'm sorry to cut you off. Time just, no, I'm good. Because I'm going to go into the next category anyways. That is a crazy stat to pull up. Oh, like, look at I, Well, also, at the same time... That I'm boy, cu- Big Bird. I'm curious to see what the last time the, the Suns won a home playoff game before game one. Because <laughs> that was probably just as equal of a drought, if not more. Um, I was going to say, we never really got to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it because okay. we were supposed to. Go for it. We all were in the same room. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about Vanessa Bryant's uh, speech for Kobe? Uh, we didn't talk about it. People have been wanting us to talk about it, so we didn't need to talk about that. Heartbreaking. Yeah. 100%. Just. You feel like crying today? I cried. Well, if you I didn't feel like cry. crying today, too fucking bad. No, like, no, I cried, bro. Tears were shed. I did, too. Like, that I shit was like. like I don't know. It's always going to be more different from me coming from standpoint being, like, I'm a huge Kobe fan. Like, that whole, like. The way she presented it was brilliant. I think it was concise. I think she wanted to say more, but she you, just, the emotions just get the best of you. You crying was the expectation. I think that should show people how much he meant to the game. Oh, yeah. The fact sure. that me and Shay also teared up at that point. Um, speaking like, ah, just that speech was beautiful. Yeah, not for sure. She covered everything I think she needed to talk about. I just beautifully written, beautifully executed. And people were... People were trying to, like, shun her in a sense because, like, I guess they were trying to say her speech cut off or it was, like, too long drawn out and Michael Jordan the same thing. But, like... Shut up. Yeah, but, like, Shut even up. even then, it's like... he They literally said he was presenting the award. He presented it with her. Like, so he never said... He oh, presented yeah, it to s- her. Yeah. Yeah. Because she s- had to accept on his On behalf. behalf. Yeah. yeah, but people don't have common sense. So... Uh, Let me just speak it. on that for a second. If that's truly your opinion, and you feel like you went, she went too long, and 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 MJ didn't get started, da, 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 shut up. Yeah, nah. with all oh, all dis- no, no no all disrespect attended. Fuck you. Yeah, like, nah, I'm being real. That's like, nice. Let is the man passed away. His wife is accepting on his behalf. Let her speak what she needs. Nobody else has been thrown into that situation before. As of my knowledge, when we heard when we guys at a funeral, we heard more from Jordan than we hear from her. Exactly, she's been trying to. If she probably she still is trying to, we to, haven't heard from Vanessa. Yeah, but as a basketball fan, I can agree. We did want to hear Jordan. Everybody wanted to hear Jordan talk because you have the person that this motherfucker looked up to on the same stage as his wife. As equal, not I'm with as, you, not as important. But an equally as important person. I'm with you, and I understand. And I see where they're coming from. I do not say, I'm not saying she spoke too long. I wanted to hear Jordan. I did think Jordan was going to speak after Vanessa Bryant. Mm -hmm. But that is his wife. I'm okay with her speaking and being only her speaking. Like, if if you're a little upset, it is what it is. But you can't, like, don't ever come at her sideways for doing what she did. 
Like, yeah. To my knowledge, no one, because people have had to accept on people's behalf before. People pass away. It's life. People die eventually. I understand this. No one has been thrown into this situation the way that she has been. Facts. And no one, she's handled it beautifully. I think well, she's handled it gracefully. Like, no one has had to go on and accept this award for their husband, wife, daughter, whatever. I feel bad. Just within a year after it was it almost happened. like that. It was you know almost like that for uh, Nipsey. Because yeah. Lauren London was like that. I mean, Nipsey was like that. Lauren London had to do all his campaigns, the rest of it, and then had to go to the Grammys for him. Now, if you would have won the award, I, they, they both went through this. Yeah. Like they snubbed yeah, him yeah, and sent him home without it. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah. know, it's like, it's just one of those things. Like, she she deserved the platform to talk. And and I, I love him, Jay. And I would and I would love, I would have loved to hear what he had to say about the situation, but nobody could have spoken on Kobe's behalf more than his wife. I'm sorry. Like, from a basketball fit, yes, I would have loved to hear MJ talk about his little boy Kobe, his little brother Kobe. But, like, no one could give us more insight on who he was as a person, as a player, and as a father than she could. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to hear on that night. Because, like you said, when it came to the funeral, we heard more from MJ than we heard from anybody else. We heard from Shaq, from all the players. We didn't hear from her. So this was her platform to talk. And, on the biggest stage. And here. yeah, and I'm going to be, and no disrespect intended to you, but if you were upset, like truly deeply upset, not like, oh, I wanted to hear him do talk, like you were mad, fuck you. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah that's how I feel about it. Yeah, no. So um, back into, into football for a sec. Um, Julio, obviously, has been in the news a lot Ooh. these last two weeks. Trade talks have been picking up here and there. Um, he was on Undisputed the other morning. Um, said he wants out of Atlanta. He's trying to win somewhere. Um, Come to Dallas. Which, no, fuck that. Um, pointless trade. You have three receivers deep already. Um, so I do think he's going to get dealt. A lot of people think it's going to happen with the next week and a half. The issue is that Atlanta wants a first-round pickback, which I don't think a lot of teams are going to be willing to give up. Um, in terms of best fit, who I think needs Julio right now, I think the very, very top of the list is San Francisco 49ers. I think they have they have a lot of wide receiver talent. I love Debo Samuel. I love Brandon Ayuk. I think you don't have a number one. Though. A true, true. Well, I mean, Kittle's kind of their number one, and Debo Samuel is extremely. Oh no, I'm not extremely underrated. I, 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 I only thought about this recently just because I was like, I don't because I'd love to have him in Baltimore. The reason I don't think Baltimore is going to call within the first month or two is because if Baltimore were to go get Julio, they're going to have to knock a young guy out of the rotation, and I don't think Eric DaCosta wants to do that. Mm -mm. Um, They just signed Sammy Watkins, so you're not going to bump him out of the rotation. We have Hollywood. You're not taking him out. We just spent a first-round pick on Rashad Bateman. We're not knocking him out of this conversation. We just spent a fourth-rounder on a second-round talent, Tylen Wallace. I want him to get his touches. Devin Duvernay had a great rookie year last year. I want him to get his touches. Miles Boykin's done well. I'd really love to slide him to our third-string tight end because I think he's going to get more playing time and he's big enough to do it. He is 6'5". Um, and you still have James Proch, who's on the bottom of our, our, our receiver depth chart, and Chris Moore, who also holds our roster spot as a special teamer. I just I think I was surprised when Eric DeCosta took Tylen Wallace. As, I, as much as of a good pick as I think it was and how excited I love Tylen Wallace, I really wanted him to pick us. Or for us to pick him, I didn't think it was going to happen just because I felt like we We had too many. We had too many receivers. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I can't see him adding Julio on top of it now, unless 
we get a month or two down, he's still there, and the price has drastically dropped. Because we'll give out the third rounder to go get him. Truthfully, truthfully, from what I've seen um, yesterday, they put out that he's narrowed down his next two teams to the Patriots and the Titans. I don't see Bill Belichick only getting him. I mean, I don't see him because I, I mean, think- here's hear me out. Go ahead. This is this is what I think is going to happen, and if it does, and this is this is, I don't know. So around like earlier mid April, we signed J C Jackson to a second round tender. Yeah, tender, mm-hmm. which basically means like, for those that don't know, you get if you get if you trade that person, which would be the corner J C Jackson, or if he signs elsewhere, or if he signs elsewhere, you get a second round back yeah. essentially. So, I think we would trade him. And then that would open up the discussion, or not the discussion, but the trade to get him back. So then we would give him a, maybe another second rounder for early next year or a first rounder two years out. I don't think it's going to be a thing where it's run away. I mean, for the for us, it would fit systematically because we need a veteran on the team. Like, we've yeah. always had a veteran receiver. We just seen Edelman retire, which I'm pretty sure he just retired to go to the, to the Bucks. However, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think system would fit. But I could also see him going to Tennessee, and that offense would be structured around him as well. I so I mean, it, it, it fits either way because they both need a number one. Not saying that um, what's his name? What's his name? You just says his name. You just say his name. Um, it's him. Yeah, not saying that he can't be, but he said it himself. Obviously, like. He's number one, but if Julio lands there, there's an obvious who's obvious, number one receiver. Yeah, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So the, it's just like. The thing against New England is I don't think you're in win-now mode right now. I think you're still trying to figure out who your quarterback is. Like, I think you let Cam ride this year, but you have to see what you have in Mac Jones. We don't know if he's the answer going forward. We don't know if you're going to have to get another quarterback. So I just – I don't see Bill Belichick going after Julio because I don't see the Patriots, like, as set – we're trying to win right now. Like, I still think there's a lot of decisions to be made roster-wise. I mean... That's the thing. No, I agree with you to an extent, but I feel like also with all the moves that we made this year, I think we're really trying to capitalize on the fact that, yes, the the biggest contender for our our conference would be the Bills. Mm -hmm. However, we always have a fucking problem with Miami. They're coming up, and two of them have a great season this year. He does. I think he's going to be very, 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 very prolific. This next season. So, that opens up the discussion as well. Not to mention that we still have the Jets, which has completely restructured their offense as well. They got three first-rounders on the, on the starting offense now. I If I was, so, I mean, if I was the Jets, like, I would look. Um, if I, I was Philly, I would look. Um, okay, it, the Jets, but some people the Jets just, I mean, shoot themselves in the Philly foot. Philly can't afford them, bro. They, just want, they got cap issues. Yeah, yeah, cap issues are and, and, and that's the thing. That is the hundred percent the biggest problem yeah. when it comes to moving him is he is due thirty to thirty five million. But see, that's the, the thing. Supposedly years. he's supposed to get. I think it's like thirteen to five. They're supposed to pay him that up front. So then when he trades, it drops that value. So yeah. it's a, it's more of a like a trade clause thing. Yeah, that's why I say that. That's the reason why we pick up, the Which is the reason why we. I would think that we would pick him up because I. I would. I'm sure we would probably if we do the pass we get him. It'd probably be for a two year, maybe three year. Tenure. And the reason why that would be is just to develop. I mean, the main reason why I think that we want him, besides obviously what he can do on the field, is also his teaching ability and his locker room presence. Our wide receiver core has not had that in years. And we have some issues. Yeah, I know, right? But, I mean, we have an issue with getting these potential great receivers and they just don't reach to the potential because 
I feel like personally, like for, for instance, Nikhil Hurd, he's a big guy, big target. Big, big he, guy to learn from. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to use his body. He's not in and out of his breaks. He's not snapping his like his feet. His hands are slow. It's just those little quick things that if you find somebody around you that's gonna motivate you, obviously you're gonna be oh shit, I'm in front of Julio. I don't want to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But also that's that just presence. that's another big guy that I can like. Learn how do you yeah, do it at yeah, your size? Yeah, yeah, because it's tougher to do. Because people don't realize like. Killer is a big ass target. Yeah, he like, is. That's why, honestly, so, that's why they spent a first rounder on him. Because like the talent was hundred percent there, like, but two, it's the two, potential. Two twenty, I believe. Yeah. Two twenty or less. I think so, the dumbest place that I've seen it be talked about is Dallas. They're three <coughs> receiver deep already, and their cap straps me. and their defense is fucking horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, so you have yeah, you have Zeke and Tony Pollard. I have like, Dak. Oh, yeah. I have my offensive line holding together pretty well. We have a question mark at tight end, kind of. And then I have I have Amari Cooper. I'm already giving twenty million a year. I have Ceedee Lamb, who I really really the old line, and they're twenty million a year. Yeah, and then I have I have Michael Gallup, who's arguably the most underrated receiver in the league. I do not need to like like here's the thing. All thirty two teams, I wouldn't say need Julio, but definitely would like we could use it's him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's he's a top five receiver in this game. He's, he's going to bring a plus. Issue. Yeah, you know, like sure. it's he's not going to be a negative add to my team. The issue is, is like you have to look at where your money is being spent. When his when his contract is this fat, you really have to pay attention to like, all right, I'm already giving him our Cooper twenty. I can't justify giving another receiver around that same paycheck. Yeah, because it's just production wise, it makes no sense. We also have the money to get him. Yeah, pay him in full. New England does. Some, yeah, we got hell of cap space. So I mean, I don't know. It's, look, I'm hoping on it. And and it Bro, also that shit would be. It also 100% comes down to Atlanta and how they feel about moving him. Because it would be so easy for Atlanta well, to look at Houston to look at Houston and go, fucking go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, get yeah, out. but right. see, the thing, I, I think it's Lashon, whether they want to do right or do wrong by Julio. Because yeah, he's done nothing but right by Atlanta in his career. Now, is the front office going to do him right and send him to a contender? Or are they going to send him somewhere where he's going to die? Shit. Somebody like me and my uh, co-worker have to tell you tight. <laughs> and I thought this shit would be dope, but... OP as hell, bro. What if he ended up in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers stays there? Like, that would be the reason why he does stay that would there. Be, that shit. would be a great pickup. I just thought of him even better one off the top of my head. I think Indianapolis should, should call. The run game's set. I have T.Y. Hilton. I have Michael But Bain I think Jr. that's another reason why he wants to get out of that system because he's always had a run-heavy offense. True. You know what I'm saying? True, yeah. It's just – it was just – team. It's the thing is, is that Julio – has his productions went down because defensive started to single him out. That's why you've seen Calvin Ridley emerge, and that's why I think if all three of them stay, why Kyle Pitts will have a really good year, is you can't single guys out when you have this talent around Julio Jones. Yeah. You single Julio out, Calvin Ridley's going for 200. You want yeah. to single both of them out, Kyle Pitts is going for 200. That's why that offense is so dangerous. I don't know why this year, if not, like, if he did this last year or the year before, I can 100% see it. I like. I don't know why now where your offense is getting this much better, and your defense is really starting to kind of form. I've seen the pieces start to lay down. Yeah, and they just they, they're getting guys together issue, with Deion Jones. It's a coaching issue. Yeah, it's a coaching issue. That's all it is. They've been had the pieces. Yeah, they've been had a fucking good school like defensive team since they played us in the, in the fucking Super Bowl. Yep. They just don't have the coaching for it, bro. Like they just it's just always fucking like what the hell, bro. Because, I mean, look look at their losses last year. They were up. Every loss they it's had, except for, I think, one or two, they literally 
or up. All comeback losses. Yeah, that's that was their issue. That's why their head coach got fired and why they brought in Arthur Morgan from Tennessee in the first place. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't see the deal getting done within the next week just because I don't see Atlanta moving off the first-round pick, Mark, and I also don't see a team giving up a first-round pick to Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because teams will give up a lot to go get guys. I just think most teams are going to be smart enough because he had an injury plague year this last year. Like, you have to realize there is a huge reward in giving up a first-round pick to get Julio Jones, but the risk is just that you give up a first-round pick to get a 32-year-old receiver that you're going to pay $20 million and he's going to get hurt and not be able to play for you. That is, I mean, a, he's that's been healthy. He's great, the greater of his tenure, but that's one hundred percent. That's it's obviously just, still a possibility. It's, it's how Braun is. Like Braun, the first ten years and Julio for the first ten years did not deal with injuries. Now these last two years, it's kind of been you know we've missed some games here and there, and there's the risk of going down and not being able to get back up. So you have to you have to figure out if a first round pick is worth the reward as much as it is the risk of. Of losing him and, and get a first round pick for nothing. So, but like I said, every team could use him. I mean, it's I just situational. I'm gonna be going by early next week because the first is when they open up the trade, and that's Tuesday. that's true. That's when the money yeah, shifts around. That's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's when the decision will be made, or shortly I, after. I think it'll probably come on Saturday or Sunday, if I guess Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next week, I think it'll be a little bit later on in the week because I think I think teams are gonna be unless somebody just you know. Throws the bag. Unless J.C. Jackson and a first-round pick comes up. Because that's a deal that I don't think you're going to get from anybody else. If that deal comes through, I'm taking it. But, yeah. like, I think they're going to field offers for a couple days. Because there's going to be a lot of interest. There's probably going to be at least half the league that's at least going to call and be hey. like, what's the price? Hey, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to count. No, I'll talk to you about it off the record. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no. Nah, because um, I think that would be, damn. What the, fuck? the last discussion piece that I want to talk about real quick. Um, before I just kind of run through the headlines to end the night. It's, well, it's 1 o'clock in Georgia. Okay. So I'm going to say happy birthday to our biggest fan. Ooh. Happy birthday to my brother, Nick. Hey. Love you, bro. Love you, happy Nick. Big 18. That's my boy. My boy illegal now. Yes, my boy sir. Make sure y'all go tell that boy happy birthday. Yes. It's been a big weekend in his life. Graduated yeah. last weekend. 18 today. Tell you what, he not, ready, he not ready for that week that we're down there because it's going to be something different too. Yeah. So we're going to... We're going to live it up. We're going to take some flicks. We're going to ride around the city. It's going to be a fun week. So best believe you've got, you've got your birthday present coming when I get down there. So um, last, last discussion piece before we get in. Uh, I want to talk about the five best head coaches in the NBA right now and the five worst head coaches. Um, because I think there's, there's a lot of guys that are good head coaches, and I think there are a lot of guys that are horrible head coaches. So... Uh, I, I kind of made this list, uh, threw it together before. I think there's a top three, and this is in no order. Top three head coaches in the league to me right now are Greg Popovich, Brad Stevens, Eric Spolstra. I think those are the three guys that have solidified themselves as the best coaches in our game. Like, They're all systematically sound. Sound, they, they, 100%. They, they all play systematic basketball. If, if Eric Spolstra coached basketball for the Lakers, they would have never lost the two seed after Braun went down, and they'd be up 3-0 on the Suns, and they'd be on their way to another NBA title. Right that's valid. that's what I would tell you. If any of those coaches are in there. Yeah, that's valid. On either, either, I'll even open it up. If either of these coaches coach the Clippers, they're the one seed and headed their way to the But nobody, bro, everybody know, uh, bro, don't even start. You just did that shit to be. <laughs> because uh, it's just. Petty Wap. Yes, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> it was really hard to try to pick four and five on this list, because I feel like there's probably like, 
five or six head coaches that put themselves in this conversation outside of this top three. And it's one of the things where I'm not 100% certain on who to put in. Off the top of my head, I'm putting Doc Rivers <laughs> in this conversation, and I'll put Rick Carlisle as my five as well. Uh, Mike Budenholzer was here. Uh, Mike Malone I put in this conversation as well. Um, notable names not in here are Steve Nash and Steve Kerr. I think they're players' coaches. Their roster is what gets them wins. They kind of just have to make mm-hmm. sure. Like I feel where you're going with that. You know I, can't, like, I can't. I can't completely just like throw it out. But I'm, I'm not saying they're bad coaches. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying that like they're they not winning more, games because more, of the coach. They give you know more saying? leisure to their players. Yeah, to be able to do what they. Yeah, which they should. You know, they should. Everybody has a different like system. Uh, five worst coaches in the league. Uh, is also kind of tough. Uh, the two, there's two at the top. There are two crowned kings of doo doo when it comes to NBA coaches. Uh, Luke Walton is the worst coach in the league by far. I have no fucking idea why why he's still, still a coach in Sacramento. Yeah, it makes know. zero sense to me. He is a horrible head coach. And as much as I hate Scott Brooks, he's got to be two behind Luke Walton because Luke Walton is. King Dum Dum himself. I don't know what else to say. Although, although I will give him his respect for this season. Scott Brooks? No, 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 no. no. You talking about Luke Walton? Yeah. Fair enough. Because, I mean, he had a rookie of the year candidate, and he, he had a decent lineup. Although, I mean, yeah... They didn't do too too much, but they, just, did, they did better than they do. It was like on a, on a regular basis. It was that that play that that end of the fourth quarter that one time. Oh where, shit! You know exactly what I'm fucking talking about too. Oh, oh shit! Buddy Hield pulls up, hits a clutch three. <laughs> They're down by two, and Luke Walton is yelling at him in the post. It like because they called the timeout. The offense, the other team called the timeout. Luke Walton is yelling at him for taking the shot. They get a good defensive stop. They come back down the court, and Buddy Heald hesitates on another deep three and end up losing the game by two because Luke Walton stole the confidence right out of Buddy Heald's yeah, chest. Literally. You cannot do that to your best fucking player. Let alone best you, shooter. Yeah, this, like, is, the this is the guy that's going to get you fucking wins. You guys have to be on the same page. If he has the confidence to pull this, you need to have the confidence to let him pull it because you have no better option in that situation than Buddy Heald. That was the, that was the day where I was like, fuck no. Get Luke Walton out of town. He he got his job because he held the Warriors together while Steve Kerr had back surgery. What did I just say about Steve Kerr? No disrespect to him. That roster wins you games. Just because they went 23-0 and while Luke Walton was the head coach has nothing to fucking do with Luke Walton. It has to and do with very much the fact shown. that we have Steph Kerr. Exactly. That we have Steph Kerr, Clay Thompson, and Dre, Draymond, who well, was he, an all-star he, at the time. He went and had a job at the Lakers. Yeah. And he came off the Lakers to the Kings. He got canned. So everybody knows that he was not that – he was not – It just – it 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 boggles my mind that he still he has had LeBron job. on his team and still couldn't what do that. No, no. exactly. Um, Scott Brooks is two. Uh, Scott Brooks is there because – That boy's been asked for years. Yeah, he's just <laughs> – he's, he's such a mid-level coach. You want to talk about coasting, coasting off the talent of your roster. That man has rode Russell Westbrook to the playoffs more times than anybody else has on any roster or coaching staff. It's the only reason that he didn't get canned this year is because they landed Russell Westbrook and he carried him to an eight seed. Um, uh, another guy's in the conversation. I, um, I put both L.A. head coaches or honorable mentions off the list. I don't like Frank Vogel. I love Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue 
is the best assistant coach in the league. There is nobody I'd rather have as an assistant in the locker room guy than Tyron Lue. He is not good enough of a basketball mind to be a head coach. I'll put second. I got my boy Jay Kidd at one. I, I would put Jay Kidd at two, but that's, you know, it's personal preference at that point. Like, Tyron Lue is a player's guy. He's a great locker room guy to have around. He's not good enough to be a head coach, in my opinion. Um, but after Scott Brooks and Luke Walton, like I said, Frank Vogel and those guys are in that conversation. They fall out of the top five. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff in Cleveland, he has currently the worst winning percentage of a career out of any active head coach in the league. Um, I, I just I don't see that being the guy that I'm trying to coach my young guys up with. It just it doesn't seem like a, a great fit to me. Um, James Borrego for the Hornets has been coasting off Kimball Walker carrying into the eighth seed the last couple of years, um, and I think he's probably going to have a job of let LaMelo carry him to the six or seven seed the next four years as well. They need one more piece. Yeah. Um, and Tell Billy Donovan. They get a big, they get a, a big in, in, in uh, Charlotte. Yeah. They're going to be scary as hell. Billy Donovan is 100% in this conversation, uh, more so for what he did in OKC. You had, you know, you had Melo, you had PG, who was a dark horse MVP candidate, and you had Russell Westbrook. And you were, your offensive playbook was smaller than what I run on 2K when I play with the guys. Like, you are a a a dum-dum when it comes to offensive playbook. That's the same thing with Scott Brooks. We rely on iso ball around here. Why do you think Russell Westbrook succeeded in both systems so well? Yeah. Because he's a dangerous guy with the ball in his hands. He's a bucky. Yeah, he's that's, why he's, that's why he's succeeding against but, Scott Brooks because yeah. he knows that I'm the motherfucking guy here. I do what I want because this motherfucker doesn't have an offensive playbook. So um, those are those top fives. And then to end out real quick, I know we're running low on time. Just a couple headlines to end the night. Um, well, uh, well, one of the headlines I thought about earlier, just more news. The Patriots, the year that they had the spy gate, Mm-hmm. They had more investigation and more shit just popped out that Donald Trump yeah. had came out and had paid somebody to do, like delete the footage or something like that. Like, like he, like Donald Trump was in on the spy gate with the Patriots. <laughs> when, when was that? That was with the Jets. Twenty sixteen years ago. No, no, no. So like, it came out that they had footage of every team that they played that year. Holy shit! Like, they I had, haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, so, yeah, but it was just oh, we, so we, it was on first take this morning, and yes. they were they were asking if that hurts Brady and Belichick's uh, if it hurts Brady and Belichick's legacy. No, and then it's uh, not gonna affect it. Well, the they said that it hurts his legacy because he's the one that did it. It hurts Belichick's legacy because he did it. They said we already knew that Tom was the reason why he was doing doing so well in the first place. It, it comes down to I don't know. I'm gonna be real with you. That whole shit with the footballs and shit, I think that does hurt Tom. Yeah. Well, it's just so what it comes down to is that it's the same shit. It's like as much as I and don't it hurts like, Robert Kraft. Too. As much as I don't like KD going to the Warriors and everything, at the end of the day, when KD retires, are we going to look at him and be like, those two rings don't count because you want him to go? I don't. To state? I, I don't. It's the really, same thing that comes back to. You I don't really college. look at it like that. That's not the same thing. You were cheating versus going to another team. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's at the end of the day, like I don't think that narrative is going to matter thirty years down the road. It's going to hurt him. I don't think it's going to hurt him. I think it'll hurt Robert Kraft and the organization, the Patriot name. Yeah. But when it comes it's a, to it's a branding issue, I would agree with you. Yeah, as well. like it's I don't think and Bill Belichick, if if you're willing to do that, 
Obviously, you don't care about the repercussions. So yeah, but it just came out that Donald Trump was in on it. Yeah, I, it need, I need to do more. He research need, on he that basically word. like paid somebody to get rid of the article about it earlier. I this, uh, yeah, I I gotta get another article about it because I, I get it from a different perspective. Speaking of famous Patriots, Adam Vinatieri, the career point leader for the NFL in the NFL history, twenty six. 1,440-something career points in the NFL. In 24 years. Yeah, um, is officially retiring after this year. He played played for the Patriots and the Colts in his NFL career. He also did play one year in the CFL in 96 before the Patriots picked him up. Um, Patriots picked him up off that CFL roster, and the rest is history. Uh, He's the greatest kicker of all time as of right now. We might see somebody pass him. Justin Tucker, I think, has a chance. But... As of right now, Adam Vinatieri is the best kicker in the league. Solidified. Best kicker of all time, and I don't think there's a conversation to be had. Um, Boom. Lamar Jackson come out, uh, came out to the media and said he would love to be a Raven forever. I think it's obvious. Uh, the biggest thing to stress off that, there is no front office that has more pressure to get a contract done than the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson right now. There is no player that is more... Not this, not oh, yet. No. It's just his, his oh, extension yeah, off his yeah, fucking yeah, deal. Yeah, okay. You're usually, like, Patty already locked his up, and they got drafted. Well, yeah, um, that's because he got, okay. Yeah, they, so, it's, they, so they're, they trying, what they were doing. they're <laughs> trying to wrap Lamar's up early as well. Um, no player means more to their respective NFL team than Lamar Jackson does to the Ravens. I don't think people understand. I'm not trying to say he's the best player in the league or anything like that. You take Lamar Jackson out of the Ravens system, the Ravens are drastically worse than they currently are. Yeah. Because there is one or two. Well, no, because I can throw in, like, if I throw in a decent quarterback, like, give me the 20th best, whoever you think. Like, if I throw Jared Goff in the Chiefs offense, I think he could do okay because they have decent weapons. There there is is really two guys, I think, that can run the the Ravens off. There's one other guy that can run it as well as Lamar Jackson. It's Kyler Murray. I think Russell Wilson could do it okay. You said, like, you said, you said, when we had the argument, you said that you think Patrick could. Yeah, I don't think he could run it as fluently. as fluently because it's it's the designed run plays for the quarterback where where I think Kyler could do that stuff. Like I think Patty would do okay because yeah. he is mobile enough to do a couple of the plays here and there. But like nobody means more to their current team than Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, like I think Josh, I think Josh Allen does. You think Josh Allen is, is hell yeah? Else? I don't think so because like what I'm saying. You take is, him away from that. You take him out of that system, and you put somebody else. In, well, like a mediocre quarterback, put him in that system right now. Well, well, Josh no, no. Allen is that offense. Besides, right. I, I would agree with you, but I don't think like what I'm saying is is that there is one quarterback that can run Baltimore's offense as well as Lamar Jackson's Murray. like. We'll save this debate for later. It's, yeah, fair here. enough. Um, so, yeah, make sure you mark that down. Somebody text me so I don't forget. We're talking about that next week. Um, so it's extremely important for the Ravens to get that deal done. And then the last one, um, fans are officially back at NBA games, and they're already fucking causing problems. Uh, you had a player in the Sixers arena dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook after he's walking in the tunnel after he got hurt in game two. Uh, that fan has been banned from FedEx Forum. He will not be allowed in there, I believe, for the rest of his life. No, it's not FedEx Forum. What's FedEx Forum? That's Wells Fargo. That's Wells Fargo. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Um, I hear you, man. The Knicks, there was also... So people were talking a lot about that. 
there was a Knicks fan that spit at Trey Young in the game, which that Yeah. You're not coming back to the garden ever, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Like that alone that alone is a despicable act that is deserves like you never being allowed back in that in any NBA arena. Honestly, my you're not allowed to come that's back to the NBA too game. Far, get the fuck out of here. Because that's that's the disrespect level. Where we are with COVID and everything, it adds a whole fucking another layer on. That's just unsafe. Because he was in the second row, so he's spitting out on Trey Young over yeah, four other people. Yeah, say, yeah over fifty cents. And his and his crew that was with him. And so if you would spit on my girl, bro, I don't. Whoa. Yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, I would have been thirty-five cents. Yeah, yeah. seen that. Um, Trying to change out that boy. And then obviously, um, it's come out. No surprise to anyone. Two or three jazz fans have also been banned from any more NBA games, uh, being racist to John Morant in games one and two of the playoffs. Not and John Morant, but John Morant's family. Dad, yeah, yeah. Um, which is even like, just I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. If this keeps persisting in Utah the way it is, with this, even with as historical as this franchise is, if this stuff keeps happening, Adam Silver needs to step in, and we need to move this team to Seattle. Get like there's a certain point where if your fan base is going to verbally abuse and racially abuse players or players' families, there's a certain point where that fan base does not deserve an NBA team, let alone there being such a a, a basketball hungry city in Seattle that wants the Supersonics back. So if this keeps persisting the way it is, and it's been a problem for the last four to five years. Keeps going like this. I'm being 100% dead serious. I need Adam Silver to step in, and the Jazz need to be moved out of Utah. They don't deserve to have a fucking franchise there. I don't care how historic they are. I don't care. Like, this is not anything that players or their family should have to put up with. Which is ridiculous, considering the fact that, I don't know, they're fucking super religious, and the Mormons are super prolific out that area. But y'all be the main ones trying to... Yeah. You hard ER, you hard ER. Yeah. Well, the show's already going to be long enough, so thank you for listening. Nah, to that was the last show. thing I had. Oh, so, yeah, um, Who's tapped in? Episode 16, next week. 1 6. Dante, 3600 interview Monday. Ooh. I love to hear it, man. And if you're listening to the slate, it came out Monday. So and go think, back and listen to it. So I think that's it. Like I said, all the yeah, bonuses are out. Not tap in. You gonna skip over it? Yeah, you you can't we skip that man. Like a couple that. artists coming out. We have what is it? Black Honey Clark. Um, a couple people we did stuff with. Still, if you're Clark listening, there's too many names to Charles Walker. Get back in contact with Samari. Like, bro, it's oh, hard getting a hold of that man. Bro. It's a hard getting a hold of celebrities in general, bro. Yeah, like, not for long though. We're gonna be there. Yeah. But we're gonna see. Until then, look, we're gonna see.